Oh. Hello, and welcome to Out in the Woods. I'm your host, JD. And, well, I gotta be honest, that was not me on the banjo. <laughs> I am here with my oldest and wisest and... Mm -hmm. Oh, he's not very good looking, but or my nice. near and dear friend, Sam Burleson. I'm, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I don't it, know. Sorry, sorry. It's finally happening, ladies and gentlemen. There's a guest and well, we, I've had a guest before. I'm going to be honest. I had a guest before <laughs> and the audio turned out horribly. This one should be a little better. The acoustics are pretty okay. I'm really surprised. Yeah. I mean... For a room as large as this, with this much open space, it must be all of your paintings that really help. I think it's the paintings. I think it's the cheap construction <laughs> that really dull out the music. It's the 18 layers of uh, landlord paint that are up on the walls. <laughs> I mean, this was... Did you check out the bathroom? There's a literal hole in the in the roof. I was wondering. I almost pulled on that to open up or like turn on the light. It's kind of ingenious. So like when you take a shower... And it gets really foggy. Is in that what that's for? Yes, it lets all the fog out. It's kind of cool. And do you not have like a fan? That is your fan. That is your fan. Chain. So if I if I let one loose in there, if I let one just, I gotta pull that one out for, for like hold it for like five seconds, then it's gone. That is beautiful. But, yeah. I do. I mean, I, I obviously talked about this earlier, but I really do like your your apartment. I appreciate. It. You know, it's a it's four hundred twenty square feet of of fun. <sighs> I know. Four That's what it's advertised as is 420 square feet. So it's, Wow. Uh, they do a good job. I mean, they really know the crowd that they're <laughs> trying to appeal to. I don't know if you necessarily fit into that crowd. <laughs> no, I don't think I do. But <laughs> they're really casting a net there with that yes, one. Yes, yes, yes. So just to set a little background information to you, the listener, and not you, Sam. Sorry. I <laughs> promise I'm not going to ignore you this whole time. Uh I have finally come down to Austin for a wonderful extent here with Sam uh, to go to South by Southwest. Hopefully drink a few beers. Oh, yeah. Uh, have a good time. We went out, had a wonderful time watching chickens run around and poop and play uh, <laughs> chicken chip bingo, as they called it, which was a great time. I did not win any money. Sadly. Um, but we did we did some two-stepping. Yeah. And that was great. Yeah, John, John really pushed us into asking some girls to dance. I wouldn't do it on my own. I only do it because, you know, I'm with the boys. <laughs> I got I to gotta act big. What can I say? I do want to say, um, a while ago, we talked, and you were shitting on a gin and tonic. And I know you're not drinking a gin and tonic, but you are drinking gin. Yes. What is the deal with gin and tonic? Because you said it's overrated. Gin and tonic is... a an idiot's Jack and Coke. Sorry, I guess that's a very harsh word. Idiot is a very harsh word because there's a whole nation, aka England, that loves the gin and tonic according to James, who's a friend that we met. Yeah, but they're also like fancy gin and tonics. They know what they're doing over there. It's just the tonic part. I like I like gin. I don't mind gin at all. It's the tonic that's just like, here's a good alcohol, and let's mix something terrible with it, and so it's somewhat mediocre. And I just I just don't understand it. I think. I think gin deserves better, personally. So what's better? Better a martini, than a gin, a gin martini. So it's still gin, though. 
Yeah. What is your what's your like top five cocktails? Because you're a bartender, and I do want to talk about that. Okay, let's preface this. Let's I've say, been a bartender since the summer, so we're coming up. Better on... than me. Better than probably a lot of the listeners. We don't know that, but let's three, that. I know who listens to this. There's three people, and none of them are bartenders. Okay. Well, I'm a part-time bartender, if that counts for anything at all. So if you're a real bartender, a full-time one, I apologize for that. Um, but top five drinks. That's a really good question. Not to, to make or yeah, to make like a drink. in your opinion. For you. To just a drink? Yeah. What's the occasion? I no, guess I, sorry, think, I, I, I guess there's no occasion. Alright. You can in my can, lifetime. When you answer lifetime, this, you can set the stage. You can set the stage if you want. I think I think I'm gonna go up by occasion. Um so weddings I exclusively drink gin martinis, um, until I don't remember anything. That's usually my go to plan. because um, I just I think gin martinis are the way to go if you're wearing like a tux or a suit. I think it's just classy. Okay. I know. I mean, James Bond. Yeah. He was good. Yeah, too. 007. All right. Yeah, which I, I also thought that he always gets it with gin, but apparently, like, in this most recent one, he got it with vodka, which I don't think that's... I thought it was always Whack. with gin. I thought so, too. Do you know why... Uh, I don't know if I can actually answer this, but do you know why he gets shaken and not stirred? Uh, no, because apparently... Well, from what I've heard... The purists of the martini world prefer it stirred because they think that if you shake it, the tin is going to contaminate the gin, and so they want it stirred to keep it. Interesting. It's very. I think it's made up because it obviously doesn't matter. But I have heard, and this was a long time ago, so don't quote me on this. But I have heard that shaking it is a way to make a cheap gin taste better because you're aerating the oily gin molecules mm. and this might be well i'm probably talking out my ass right now i'm gonna be honest it may make sense though but he gets it with a nice gin so he's ordering a nice gin done poorly See, or maybe we, vice versa we can't confirm that it's a nice gin he never says oh let's can i have a, a you know Hendrix. yeah he could be getting he could be getting bottom shelf yeah but i guess He's, you know, at usually pretty nice club, so I'm sure yeah. their bottom shelf yeah. is. I mean, come on. What is it? Casino Royale? Yeah, Casino Royale. I'm sure they're going to have, like, their bottom oh, shelf oh, is yeah. Hendrix. Oh, and so I'm sure it's which, like, Hendrix okay. is good. All right, so gin and tonics for weddings. Gin and tonics for weddings. Um, I'm trying to think. If I'm, you know, at the, at the bar with the boys. Out and about. Out and about. No, no, not, not, not out. Not trying to meet ladies. Just that we're, it's okay. a casual Wednesday night and we've all, you know. Okay, cocktails Sorry. on a Wednesday. Let's go. For the for the for the listeners, I'm still in college, and I probably will be forever. So okay, I'm, grad school. Grad school is still college. And yeah, There's school yeah. involved, and there's no strict schedule as as much. Either way, uh, sometimes we'll just go to the bar, go to the pub after classes. Um, yeah, that's definitely. I, I enjoy good Guinness or dark beer. It's a. I guess it's not a cocktail. No, that works. I'll take it. I'll that. take it. No, I'll take it. that doesn't fine. count. But I want I want the listeners to know that I like a good beer. That doesn't count, though. But Guinness is delicious. Okay, number two on the list. I would probably say, I mean, as every white male has ever said before, an old-fashioned. I know it's cliche. Solid pick. No, it's a solid pick, though. I know it's cliche, but, I mean, it's solid. Like, it's, as long as it's not too bittery. Too bittery. Which I think is, but I think bitters is misleading, because bitters does not taste bitter to me at all. Mm. Not that I've ever really had it. No, I can't say that. Exactly. It's pretty, pretty bittery. If you had like if you you will notice when it's too bittery is when okay 
I had I had a uh, I'm not gonna say where, but I had a uh, an old fashioned, and I feel like it's kind of hard to mess up an old fashioned. Like it's pretty it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty straightforward. They delivered this old fashioned, and there was I kid you not a quarter of an orange, like a giant orange slice, like you would slice a lime, but it was an orange no, not- stuck like inside the glass, like a huge slice of orange, and it actually like I don't know what they mixed in it. It tasted horrible. Yeah, because you're not supposed to put a whole orange in there. I that, that that was the first thing. I was like, am I supposed to squeeze this? Like, is this a blue moon? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Why would... I don't know. I, I mean, if... I haven't gotten an old-fashioned there again, I'll tell you that much. I mean, yeah. that's. I feel like that's. that sounds like a beer bar. Yeah. yeah. No, it definitely... Yeah. <laughs> it was. Okay. It was, I'll right. say. We're, right. we're, we're not in any large-scale city here. Okay. Well, no, like, there's... I mean, there's beer bars, and then there's, like, cocktail bars. Yeah. Cocktail bars where they have, like... I'm sure they have lavender somewhere. Yeah. But, like, beer bars, it's just, like, we have some liquors. You're getting beer, and if you ask for anything more, you're getting... It's not going to be great. Garbage. But you'll get drunk. What was number three? We don't have to go through all five, but I am curious now. I'm, I'm, I'm I trying. I want to put you on the pot, on the spot. Um, just, I, I distaste, I distaste vodka. I think it's the worst. But, I will say, a mule is, I think I really enjoy the ginger part. I think I just love ginger beer, in all honesty. Um, it's a I, good move. I would actually maybe try a gin ginger beer. A gin oh, sorry, ginger sorry, beer. A, a, yeah, a, I guess it would be a ginger beer. But a like gin a, squared beer. A, a gin mule. A Kentucky mule is pretty good too. But I don't know. What's, what's a Kentucky mule? Is that just, whiskey? Just bourbon. Or bourbon? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if that counts as three. That probably doesn't. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, I will say... <laughs> Looking at the absinthe bottle over there, yeah. absinthe has a really distinct taste, and uh, as as weird as it sounds, I really don't like the candy, like black licorice, but absinthe oh, on what? its own, absinthe on its own, is quite quite delicious. <laughs> I really do. okay, but see, do you drink it with ice or no? Absinthe? Yeah. Uh, Are you supposed no, you to? You're you're supposed to like. I think we we melted. And ice yeah, we no, there's a sugar cube. Sugar cube, sorry. We no, melt, you melt the sugar cube, but I don't know. When I had absinthe uh, at your brother's wedding, sister's wedding. <laughs> we had absinthe there. No, 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 no. In, in NOLA. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I was all alone on Bourbon Street the first night that I got there, and so I just wandered around and drank. And the absinthe, I had like two or three cups of absinthe, and by the third one it was fine, but the first one I was like, there there's no ice in this. I was like, oh, oh, oh. and I was just like trying to get get it down because I love black licorice. I feel like it should be it should be on ice. It'd be right? so much better if it was chilled. Like I feel like an absinthe and like Topo Chico with a little like on ice. I feel like that'd be so nice. A little bubbly, good like hot summer day drink. I think we've got some ginger beer in there. We could try it out. It sounds like we're just getting tanked tonight. I mean. Alright, boys and girls, out in the woods is over. This is cocktail talk now. <laughs> Sam and I are gonna get blasted. Okay, and then the last last drink. Last drink. There I think I, I urge you to order this drink when you're at the bar tomorrow. It is called the Effin Good. It is quite delicious. It is the Effin Cucumber vodka that is made by I think it's I think it's P. Diddy. Wow. Or fifty no, maybe it's fifty cent. It's fifty cent, I think. I mean, he's a million. He may be a. He's worth he's more a than multi cents now. Yeah, he's a multi-millionaire. Fifty, off 50 that, million. For sure. Really good. It really good. Mint, Saint Germain, uh, a little simple syrup. It's really good. Would recommend. Okay. 
Um, but pool, yeah. Poolside on the rooftop. Poolside. Tomorrow's going to be 80 degrees in Austin, Texas. See, this is what I... So I've, I've seen you in your natural habitat slightly as a bartender in like family functions, <laughs> which is just kind of... I mean, we could talk for weeks about our families and, and growing up. <laughs> and I mean... We might need to hire like a therapist if we go into that, but like yeah. I have seen you bartend before. I'm excited to see you bartend not for our families because really when I think about it, like in my mind, you make an excellent bartender because you're extremely sociable and very nice, but you also like we've had waiters and waitresses who don't know when to stop talking. You know, like, they'll come up, and, even, you know, this might be because we've known them for a while. But they're, it's like, no, we're out at a nice dinner. Like, it's nice to come up and say hi, and, like, we're obviously going to be, you know, cordial. But it's like, we're not, we didn't come here to sit and talk with you. Yeah. So I feel like you understand that kind of, like, that boundary. Yes. Which is what I'm excited to see tomorrow. Yes, yes. You will, you can witness firsthand me, um, you know, chatting up some, some guests. All the... All the hot moms. All the hot moms at the pool. Yeah, the number of times I've had a hot mom go, man, I wish my daughter were here. <laughs> it's, so, it's so awkward, too. Cause it's, yeah. If you leave a big enough tip, I'll give you my number. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's, it's worse when they like ask for, to get a photo with you, and you're like, I... Has that happened? Yeah, because they send it to their daughters. And they're like... They're, they're, they're like Do they ever tell you what they respond with? No. Because, I, I mean, I can, I'm not going to hang around and wish there was... You no work life. there! <laughs> I know I work there. I'm not going to hang around by their pool or by their, like, lounge. But gym. no one ever comes up to you and is like, oh, my daughter thinks you're really cute. I mean, first of all, their daughters are usually not there because they're probably, like, 15. Oh. That's the worst part. It's like, yeah, let me set you up with this Man, parents are really hustling. <laughs> Par- parents at a very nice hotel rooftop bar. Let's there's cause there's differences. Yeah. There's a there are parents that go to a really nice hotel and there are parents that go to a really nice hotel with a Las Vegas style pool on the top of the Yeah, well, I mean we're we're not talking about like you being a bartender at Sixth Street, you no, know. Yeah, no. no like, like you're you're amongst good company. Let's say let's say like the parents that stay at this bar, they're not putting their kids in like the dead ball. They're they're new money trying to flaunt it kind of okay kind of squat okay yeah. i see how it is i see how it. well hey i mean first first times for money second times for love hey, i'm not i'm not saying no i'm just saying i'm trying to i'm trying to paint a picture for the no listeners. I, I get it yeah. i get it yeah screw the listeners oh yeah this is between us sam okay yeah they, <laughs> me, me you and the, the mics head. are off the mics are off <laughs> you me and the and the fuzzy microphone do you like this i do actually i got it's a wind filter and there's a foam one that i think actually works better but i the look of this one. Oh, I, I, I really like the look of the, the fuzzy top. It's like a little, it's a little curly head. It reminds me of the the beef eaters. Beef eaters. They, I learned that that's the name like beef eater gin, how it has the soldier on the front. Oh, that is what they're called. Like the, the with the with the queen. With the, yeah, with oh. the tall hair and stuff. I know they're called beef eaters. I think so. Jamie, look that up. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> I furiously turn my computer to type <laughs> beef eaters. I don't even know how to spell that. James did. James did say beef eaters was not a good gin, which I think we can all agree. Like it's not. Like, um, it's not a terrible gin. Yeah, but it's not the best. No, it's not something I would go out of my way. Then to again, have. like, like you think bottom shelf vodka, we would all drink. 
like bottom shelf whiskey we would all drink. I mean, not like drink it straight, obviously, but like if someone came up and they were like, oh, I made this punch with like plastic taka, you know, you're definitely going to drink it. Someone says they have like bottom shelf gin and you're like, get me out of here. Yeah. That's not a good idea. Um, What is a beef eater? Well, this is according to Google. Uh, GreatBritishMag.co.uk says, Well, they are ceremonial guards of the Tower of London. Their official title is the Yeoman Warders of Her Majesty's Royal Palace and Fortress, the Tower of London, and members of the Sovereign's Body Guard and the Yeoman Guard Extraordinary. Y-E-O-M-A-N. Yeoman. I don't know what that means. We're not going to look it up. What's in the Tower of London? Isn't that where they keep all the prisoners? I have no clue. No, that's a, no. That's Azkaban. That's, Azkaban. that's shit. <laughs> I'm glad we were both on the same page. Well, you're so much more of a Harry Potter fan than I was. I mean, or am. You've read the books. Yeah, but like, what else are you gonna do in a van on your way to Colorado oh, with the van. five other freaking siblings? <sighs> I mean, we're. I mean, like, I love my family vacations. I love my. Family. Oh yeah. I said it in a very like demeaning tone, but. We had nothing else to do other than read those books and hit each other. So, <laughs> Speaking of loving family, Brie Bertelson asks, who is your favorite sibling? <laughs> Brie, you know I can't answer this question wholeheartedly. Like, this is... I can't answer this honestly on the recording. Like, come on. We'll, t- we'll talk about it off mic. Well, yeah, I'll, yeah, off mic we'll talk about this. But it is a good question. And I think they all have... This is such a parent's answer. I think they all have very, you know, unique... Love them for different reasons. Yeah, they all have unique colors that they bring to the painting. Oh, uh, that is life. That sucks. Yeah. No, I mean... I mean, I love them all. They're really... Like, I'm I, I, cheesy as, that, as I made that scene. I actually kind of did fit. Like, they all... Yeah. It wouldn't be the same without one of them. Like, they'd all... We all play off of each other and we all love each other and hate each other at the same time does that make sense yes we all have certain things we hate about each other but small oh, yeah. things yeah but we all love each other and we wouldn't know what to do without each other well and i will say as a, as a third party the more bertelsons you have around it's like the the sum of the parts is greater than the value of the parts that's that's a butchering of the statement but it's like when you add one and two together it makes four and not three so it's like you start compounding all these bertelsons (laughs) and it just it's like and then and then it's like the oh you were you were more of a power rangers fan what what happens when they all come together uh the big dinosaur yeah, it's like that. That's the Bertelsons. I don't know. I know the van that. transforms into the dinosaur, and you guys are all there, like, manning the arms and legs and head and stuff. The dinosaur has, like, 23 stickers <laughs> across his body, ranging from Wyoming oh, athletics to oh, Air Force baseball to MHS swimming. Oh, man. Gotta love it. So, obviously, I mean, you brought up reading in the van. That stuck with you. You still, yeah. you said earlier that you hadn't read since January, mm-hmm. which it's the beginning of March. Let's cut you some slack here. But you still read, I think, more than any person that I know. That, well, you need to get out there, man. There are people that read. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any. Dude, there's a whole world out there. <laughs> you mean people read? What? It's not just you? No. I'm like, sitting next to your collection of Mark Twain. Yeah, and I've read one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to know that. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up on the podcast. 
Oh man. Read all about it. Sam. But it's <laughs> obviously it's obviously stuck with you, but like cause like you don't have social media. Mm-hmm. You did. You don't have Twitter still, though, do you? I, I The only social media I have is LinkedIn. Which I think is funny that you call that a social media. It is a so- Have you been on there? There are more no. There are more political posts. Than- what? <laughs> there are a ton of political I thought it was posts. just like a Facebook page, but you can't like... You don't really like post things. Oh, people post things. And they do not vet what they post. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, they, they vet. They're not like posting any like, I, selfies. You know, I have your LinkedIn right here. What have your posts been? My posts, all all three of them, I think. I don't even know. One of them was announcing I'm going to grad school. Another one was commenting on my sisters being badass engineers. Um, That's true. And I think I had one more. Your uh, family is really a bunch of underachievers. Yeah. I say that sarcastically. They are Their super, family is off the charts. They're lame. Just kidding. Well, we're lame. But anyways... Um, and then, I don't know, well, I have another post, I feel like, but is it, I really hope it's not baseball related. Is it baseball related? Uh, I, oh, I, I clicked on something I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> nice. No, we're good. I can't wait for that no, LinkedIn So I do want to, I do want to talk, since we're talking about LinkedIn, of course I had to look it up. I would like you to explain some of these words. Yes. Uh, so this is from January 2021, your senior d- design project for <laughs> Chevron, mind you. Uh, <clears throat> implemented a support vector machine to diagnose and predict centrifugal pump failure in Python, utilizing statistical regression techniques, in parentheses, proportional hazard model, in parentheses, to prognose next failure mode. Worked under the supervision of... I don't know how to say his last name. I'm really sorry. Or Dr. his name. Mr. Berrios? Dr. Berrios? Ashok. Dr. Ashok. Oh, yeah. Dr. Ashok, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, would you like to explain what you did? So it was a group project. Let's get, let's get this clear. And this is my first machine learning project I had done. So I was actually more implemented. I was the one that implemented the proportional hazard model, which was... See, uh, what does that mean, though? So it's actually, it's a big, it's a big word for something that's pretty simple. Um, so you have a machine. So in this case, we were, we were doing pumps for refineries, mm-hmm. like in Mississippi. Um, and essentially, it's a very old school way of trying to predict when something's going to fail, especially these pumps. And so um, you would kind of have a date when like the machine was brand new and a fresh date. Mm-hmm. And then you have when you think it failed and like, you'd have all this past data of all when like this model had failed, you know, after two and a half years, Yeah. this other model failed after two and, you know, yeah. two years, whatever. It's a yeah, range, mm-hmm. but you fit uh, like an exponential decay. Like you have an eta, beta and gamma that kind of, I know they're Greek, they're Greek letters. No, but they're I, just they're, variables. We're rolling with it. They're just numbers or parameters that like say like, okay, it has a higher likelihood of failing at this time or, you know, okay. it's greater longevity. It's, it's, you just fit stuff, and it lines up with the data, and then you use that to predict how long the pump's going to last. With the support vector machines, that's a machine learning model in which you take in um, process, like, sorry, I keep on saying process parameters. So, like, sensor readings, like mm-hmm. temperature, flow rate, vibrations, and what you can do... So all of that is being collected autonomously, if that's yeah. the right word to use. So there's little sensors everywhere... Yeah. It's just constantly getting pumped in. Yeah. And then so you're looking at that data. Mm-hmm. 
you're going to say, oh, you know, it's been, this has been way high, this has been way low, whatever. Yeah. And you're trying to adjust your date accordingly of when this thing's going to fail. Kind of. Did so, I miss a part here? So, so you're tr- you're so currently like we're merging the proportional hazards model and the support vector machine. The proportional hazards model was like purely like date failed, date started, uh-huh. and then fit some numbers that will fit like all of the data. Like, say we have twenty failures, we're gonna have three numbers that kind of. It's essentially kind of like a, a linear line that kind of fits all the points, but not yeah. Really. It's kind of like a exponential curve. Okay. The support vector machine, you're right, is that it would take data that's like current, and it would put it into a uh, a different or a higher dimension. So that way, so no, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Keep rolling. It. So what it does, so support vector machines, they take. So we have like a nonlinear function in this case. Uh-huh. So it's not. It's just a. It's a curve. It's yeah. It's a yeah. It's a very ornate and complex curve. But when you put it into a higher dimension, it turns out to be linear so if you add dimensions to the data if you combine so you're adding like a z yeah in a way you'd like more or less say like you would like multiply the temperature times the pressure and add a new dimension at a, after a certain point it could become linear and you can easily divide that you know, oh you can classify. follow that trend line you could classify like oh if it's past this plane it's in this area if it's under this plane it's in this area and so what that the, yeah that's what's kind of essentially what it's Support vector machine does again. That was my first project, and I'm still feel like I'm I'm not I'm a mechanical engineer, so this is very rudimentary. So I I have this is what you have written. About, I know I know and I, about what you're doing now. What I'm doing now? What am I doing now? My research pertains to the modeling of dynamic systems, specifically the human body via EMG signals and industrial equipment like semiconductor manufacturing equipment. Mm-hmm. So. Can you? I was gonna try. I was gonna try to take a stab at this. I was gonna try to guess. No, go for it. My research, I, like it starts to get there, and then the gears start slipping. So, so it's a, it's very similar to what uh, my senior design project was. It's like failure. That's like literally. That's this is actually very fitting to my baseball career. Is failure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, know about that. Okay, no, I would Mr. Walk on. I I would say it. Um, but it's really pretty much trying to predict when things fail when it comes to the human body like yeah, that's my that is my going to be my dissertation essentially is going to be fatigue is like on like limbs and joints limbs joints muscles so like really whether that so like there's applications in like rehab like patients because uh-huh. like uh, there are were there's a big push in the robotics community to make like automatic um re- rehabilitation machines or like or uh, robotic augmentation, which means like you can have for like amputees robotic uh-huh. limbs that will that actually can it. still move and grasp and stuff. Yeah, essentially, yeah. So like um, from the EMG signals, which is like uh, they're just little uh, sensors that you stick on your skin and they read the electric signals sent from your brain down to your muscles yeah, uh-huh. that make it fire. Um, what it does for at least the augmentation part is that you are able to um, there's a there's an effect when you lose a limb. It's, I think it's I think it's termed the ghost limb. Yeah. Where you still mm-hmm. send those signals to that portion of the body, but it's like it amputees can still almost feel like they have that limb there. Exactly. Even so though they don't. They still send those signals that way, but what they can do is the robotic arm can sense those signals and then actuate the arm. So that's the what you're focusing on. Well, no, no, no. no. You're yeah. focusing on 
is the fatigue. The fatigue. Yeah. So I'm I that is an application of what I am doing, but it's I'm not that cool. Uh, I am doing purely just fatigue based stuff. So I am going to be for my research. Uh, I'm going to be doing a cycling study this summer, and so I'll be the subject because <laughs> I'm not getting like I. So this is not I'm not getting paid to do this. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, so I will be the subject, and I will be doing pretty much cycling every day uh-huh. with sensors hooked up and pretty much cycling until I, I'm tired. I'm really you're, you're freaking done. tired. Yeah. So, so you're just going to be going full gas, full gas for as long as I can. And then when I'm done, I'm done. And then I have, um, so there's a, we're going to be really good at cycling by the end of the summer. <laughs> well, no, I'm not doing it all summer. I think it's going to be like, <laughs> still though. I think it's going to be like a two week trial. Maybe. Okay. I hope and we'll see. I, we need to talk about that. Um, but the there's a video camera in the room that will like um, obviously record me, but I'll have reflective markers, and so those markers will kind of like they're points on my body that uh-huh. are recorded by the camera, obviously. But um, there's a software program called OpenSim that will fit like a human physical body wow. to those markers, and then it'll track those points, fit the model to it, and then it can using like a balance of e- like motion, like the equations of motion, it'll bounce the forces generated by my body to back calculate the f- like f- muscle firings of yeah. my body. Yeah. And so that's going to be like our benchmark as in like, that's like the true model that like, that's exactly what happened. And then what I will be doing for the fatigue portion is I want to create something that's simple and can be adapted online. And by online, I mean, uh, can be activated fast in like in a, in a device yeah for like a exercise machine like, a, like a oh watch, okay okay or something yeah like that. um and i would want that watch or exercise machine or whatever monitor to be able to read the emg signals mm-hmm. and keep a like constant metric on fatigue uh-huh and then so would this be f- more for more efficient like conditioning or for rehabilitation or kind of both. I mean, it can, it I, I would assume it could be both. It can be applied to both. Yeah. So like, I think the big, I think for the rehabilitation part is that as someone who's been to rehab, not, not that kind of rehab mom, sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like physical rehab. It's, uh, some of the days you just don't want to be there yeah. at all. Cause yeah. it's, I, it sucks. I, you don't get to, you know, you're not at your hundred percent. You have to show up to a very dreary room and yeah, do weird painful stuff and so what the fatigue metric will be able to do is to be able to tell if you're actually being worked like oh so like i could say oh like oh this is so hard i'm trying my best when i'm not and i yeah okay and so that's wow like that's going to be a big portion to be like okay like if they're lying yeah this metric says like hey well that's what i remember about the few conditioning things that i mean i was in lacrosse for one year but the coach would be like, whenever we would be doing workouts, he'd be like, if you don't do these, you're only cheating yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, if, if you're skipping reps or whatever, like, you're only cheating yourself. And it's like, screw you. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm tired. I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. now you can pull it up and be like, hmm, yeah. you're slacking. Interesting, yeah. I think that's more important than for, like, I mean, for sports, like, mm-hmm. it's somewhat important. For But for rehab, like, they do want them to exercise so they can get better faster because... So this is really interesting to me because, for one, I mean, this is very much out of my scope of 
expertise or even just general understanding of. But this seems like, I mean, I don't want to just throw around, you know, cutting edge as like a buzzword, but this seems like very new tech, new, like revolutionary, but you seem like such a, you seem like such a classic man, such an old school man. Revolutionary is a very strong word. There is very little, I, I don't know. Well, it could potentially change how rehab is, or yeah, like how rehab and stuff like that is done. It could. I would not, as so as a grad student, never get your hopes up. Yeah, but ever. still, <laughs> still though, there is that possibility. Sure. I, I will not deny that fact. But you, you're someone who, who is not on social media. I don't, I don't think you scroll through LinkedIn in your spare time. I'm sure you might look at it occasionally. I, I always love those notifications of who looks at <laughs> oh, your yeah. profile. Like John Tyler <laughs> is looking at my profile right now. Oh, you probably been getting a few of those. Um, <laughs> but you, you read a lot. You, your music taste, which this is why I asked you if you had a record player, like Ella Fitzgerald. Ella Fitzgerald is a an American icon. And well, yeah, but how many people our age? You are you are this classic man. You're this old school, but yet your work that you're doing is about as cutting edge as it is. At least to my simple Neanderthal brain, I get happy when I go out and split wood at the end of the day. Like that's that's what gets my endorphins going. Hey, trust me, if I had a tree around, I would also like to go and cut down a tree. After some of the days I've had, I'd love an axe. Yeah. <laughs> Track the fatigue on that, baby. <laughs> no, like... I, I need mean, a high-speed camera for these movements. No, it's... I don't know. I don't know. I, I wouldn't describe myself as a classic man, or I wouldn't describe myself as a revolutionary man either. I think I'm just, you know... But I don't it. think you're as bought into it all as the rest of us. Like, didn't you? Were you wait, going wait, to, wait, or did into, you ever? Bought into what? Like, like uh, the whole influencer lifestyle, the oh, whole yeah, that's dumb. The newest and greatest, next and best kind of like, oh, I, you, like weren't you gonna get a flip phone? I actually did buy. I bought a Nokia flip phone, and I still okay. have it. Okay. Uh, did you? You were gonna just use that for a while, I, right? I downloaded all my contacts onto my so email exactly to download onto my Nokia. So you you. You're a man in the 21st century. Yes. Fully. And you yeah. are working on things that are, again, you're probably, you might disagree with me, but they are pushing the boundaries. And yet, I would assume, I mean, I don't live with you, but I would assume that you lived, <laughs> uh, you, you, you live a very, <laughs> I'm sleeping on your futon here. <laughs> We're going to shut off this podcast. So I'm going to go to bed. Um, I would assume that you live this very, I don't want to say regimented thinking, like militaristic, you know, but I, I do, I do fall into a rut. I think you're right. Well, no, I don't mean it as a rut, but you, you, you conduct yourself with this sort of discipline that I think that a lot of our generation lacks. And I think a lot of the reason that we lack the discipline is because of all of this instant gratification, this next and best, this, oh, what? tweet is trending right now like what's happening and we're you know we're so focused on just next thing next thing next thing next thing use 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 yeah and here you are breaking ground on something incredible and you're not you know you're not trying to make tiktok reels about it (laughs) no i am not trying to make tiktok reels i I just 
I don't think I I I got away from social media. I'll tell the full story on why. Go for it. Yeah. I had social media up until twenty February of twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, I think, was a rough year for everyone. I I would say it was probably one of the worst years for me. Oh, <laughs> it was pretty tough. I had a great twenty twenty. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it it started off. I don't know. Like it was. I guess it was like what is it? It was January twenty twenty when like there was like an attack on a base in Iraq. And we mm. all thought we were gonna, or it was Iran or Iraq or something. And we were like, oh, we're all going to war. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, what's changed? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a bad start to the year. This is not a good time. Yeah. And then. And then Rona. Well, oh, no, no Rona was. No, yeah, was, Rona, Rona was, was 21. Like, yeah, yeah. No, Mar- Rona was 20. Uh, or 20, sorry. February, I was cut from the baseball team. and that, That's that's what That happened. was the worst. I think that was a real shell shock for me. I I had always grown up being both a baseball player and a school guy. And I'm going to say what you aren't going to say. You got screwed. I'm not saying I got screwed. I know. I really, that's why I'm going to say it. you got screwed. I really wasn't that. I don't think I was that good of a baseball player. I think. Okay. Let me put it this way. Sam, you walked on. I think I was stretched thin in what I. That's what they thought. Uh, maybe. Sam, I'm I with you. I'm riding. I'm supporting you. I appreciate the support. I think you obviously still had good grades. I, I was the GPA booster for sure. I think that I think the GPA maybe have maybe may have dropped maybe a tenth of a point when I left. As far as I know, you weren't showing up stoned or drunk to practice. That is true. <laughs> what okay, while we're on the subject of baseball, and just for a little comedic relief <laughs> was this high school or college when oh, I can't remember what word it was. But one of your teammates called someone a word, and you looked at them, and you were like, spell the word. And everyone stopped laughing, and this guy couldn't spell it. And the, <laughs> everyone else started laughing, and you were like, all right, you spell the word. And you just went around, and no one... You, you, so, I forgot about Do you remember it. what I'm talking about, though? Yes, I remember it was high school. That's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> I was an asshole at high school. <laughs> what what was the word? Do you remember? Um, I don't know. It was a word that everyone uses, but no one knows what the, how to spell it and how to use it. Uh, I really, I really don't know. Like, it was probably like a word like like grandiose or something like uh-huh. that, or like. They, like, and, everyone and, knows what it means, but like, yeah. they have no clue how to spell it. Like, I just love it that you called it on the dude. And then, <laughs> and then the everyone circle. laughed, and then you were like, "All right, you spell it." <laughs> that was really that was an asshole move. Like that was a that was a know-it-all move. I, but that was also no. But a it's little, it's a true. People fun. need to people need to call themselves on their shit. I think I think it was funny. It was situationally funny in the fact that it was a baseball team. Like I was yeah. I I should have known. <laughs> my clientele, my who has read my, the room. Yeah, I should have known. Like no one's gonna be able to do this. <laughs> Uh, surprised it didn't cut you from the team right then, man. <laughs> At least you got through college. Because you were, I mean, I remember watching you play. You, you were great. <laughs> you got hosed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back you up. You got hosed. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, had a, I led the team. I My freshman year, for the fans on the, online, I was 0 for 14 with like six strikeouts. And so yeah. that is not a great freshman campaign. That is fine. Sophomore was okay. I batted 250, but... Again, no power. Through 50 or 350? 250. Oh. 
which is like, ugh. it's like it's seventy or twenty five percent of the time, right? It's not it's not terrible, but it's not great. It's not something right home. What's like what's sure. like the college average? It's got to be like what three something, two two college six. Aver- two college seven. average is probably like two. I don't know. I don't know. Two fifty ish, maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But like it again, like it's it's Texas. So you, you were you were average in one regard. Okay, Mr. Valedictorian. Well, no, I'm I'm I'm, I, that's what, I'm I'm explaining like I wasn't a, that good of a baseball. player. Well, that's the thing is like I I these numbers. You know, I, you know me. I don't know sports. You know right? sports. You know sports. Oh, tennis maybe. And even then, I, I if someone was like, talk, you knew the well, you knew one of the six nations in the rugby. That was a total guess, and it's I don't, only I don't think that was a guess. I think you just know. it's no because uh, the only reason I know it is the knife podcast that I listen to. Shout out to Knife Talk, Jeff Craig and Mareko. I love you, Jeff. Uh, Jeff's my man. He I'm a pain in his ass, and he puts up with it. Craig is from Wales, oh. and he talks about when Wales does good in football. Football. Or, you know, other sports. Okay. But that's the only reason I guess Wales. I was like, this is a long shot. It's, this is the best country that I know that <laughs> it might actually be. Um, but even then, like, your dedication to baseball as well as your academics, because I feel like some people, it's one or the other, you know? Like, that's kind of the stereotype is you're a jock or a nerd. Yeah. And you had such a dedication to both. And, like, I don't know how you did it. Granted, I was not the best at studying but you live this incredibly deliberate life in what you do. Because I think a lot of people, myself included, will, oh, you know, I got 10 minutes to kill or whatever. Like, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to look on Instagram. And it, it, I might be wrong. But it just doesn't seem like something that you do. Yeah. Maybe you just do it in other ways. And I have a feeling that if you do, it's more constructive. <laughs> yeah. I just... I, I I feel like at one point we're gonna get to this point, but I think we'll we'll talk about this probably later. But like I think I don't know why, but I've always had a fear of just being forgotten. Like when I die, I'm just being forgotten. Cheers to that. Like just I can also I can uh, pause the recording if we need a fresher upper. I think I, I think I'm, I'm still good. I'm yeah, still I'm, good so. we can grab okay. one a little bit. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. Being forgotten is like. Well, they say they say you die twice when you actually die in the last time that your name is said. Wow, yeah. I haven't heard that one. That's yeah. scary too. That's why you gotta, you know, if you're about to die and you have anything, you just shoot someone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I know. Just... Do something. <laughs> Go down in infamy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, live long enough to become the villain. Hitler hasn't died twice yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, sorry. No, that's fine. Hey. Hey, we're out in the woods. Yeah, we're, hey, we don't. We let's let's get this. If there's a questionable like joke said out in the woods and no one's around to hear it, we don't like Hitler. We're just saying we're proving a point that yeah. he's not died twice because he's still somewhat relevant. So this, sadly, this, this, this podcast is going to keep him alive. <laughs> and canceled. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. No, I just I don't know. I think I just go every day and just kind of. Sometimes when I like when I do like when I am lazy like when like yesterday, I binge watched first of all, the Formula One season. You're not on Formula One too. I am. I'm. I'm on that train. I am oh on that train hard. You and Nico. And I brought a talk. nap. I brought a knapsack. I'm. I'm, I'm hitchhiking on that. What? <laughs> oh my god. I am on that train. All right. Is it what is it? Red Bull. Who do you? What team do you root for? Uh, I, I cheer Mercedes. for Haas. No, I cheer for Haas. I don't know that. Is it Haas? Haas? H-A-A-S? Yeah. It's like a red 
in red and white. They make milling machines. They make like yeah, high CNC. end CNCs. Yeah. 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 That, That's that, I'm gonna I'm gonna support them. I didn't know that should. they had a team. I mean, Haas was he, Haas is really big into uh, NASCAR, but they really. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. I don't know sports. For maybe that maybe someone told me a lie, or maybe I'm making this up. Either way, um, I'll look it up. There's some, there was up. some drama because a, a Russian oligarch bought like as a now huge stakeholder in Haas, and so there's a lot of drama obviously this year with that. So it's pretty pretty intriguing. Anyways, um, <clears throat> yeah. Any any of those days, I'm like kind of just I feel like I do nothing. Yeah. I just I hit, like I hate it. Yeah. Cause it's just How like do you I, sleep at that? Like at the end of the day? Because I I need I I always committed like if I realize that if I don't get seven hours of sleep my life is just gonna go to shit. And so really I, only seven? Seven hours is like seven to seven and a half. I've from what I was, I've heard. I was, no, that's pretty good. Seven to seven and a half is like all you need mm-hmm. from what I heard. On the, I on of the what I've known in the self research that I have done <laughs> is it's not so much the duration it's waking up at the proper time. So like my, I used to use an, ala- uh, an app that would track your sleep. Mm-hmm. And so it could tell when you would fall asleep and say I needed to wake up at 8.30. It would wake me up in between 8 and 8.30. It would track like when I was at my lightest sleep. So I could, mm-hmm. I, if it was you know, 8, 8 o'clock, 8.05, and I was in my REM cycle, which is, I believe, your lightest sleep, mm-hmm. um, it, it would wake me up then. It would make wake me up early because... If it kept going, I would fall back into a deeper sleep, okay. so I wouldn't feel as rested. You feel like and then, yeah, and then if I was still in a deep sleep by eight thirty, you know, like if I hadn't come up, like if it was like okay, you're still in deep sleep, it would just wake you up. Okay. So it looks for that opportune time, but in the end, it will just wake you up if it needs to. That's cool. Um, but I've noticed, um, especially like out at the ranch, because, I mean, I, like if I if I don't get work done in the shop. Or if I know that I need to be doing something and I just don't. Like Friday, it was brutally cold. I just sat inside by the fire and drank coffee. Like it was a really nice day. <laughs> it was really nice. But at the end of it, I was like, I haven't done anything. And I just went out and like cut a bunch of firewood just to feel like I did. Because yeah. like if I don't, I, I like I can't fall asleep. Yeah. You know, you're like your brain stays up. And this goes back a lot to social media usage too. Like that there's been studies that say like when you feel like you have had an unproductive day, your body and your brain is less likely to like be willing to go into sleep. Like, no, we need to, we need to get something done. We need to accomplish it. Interesting. Which I've noticed. I always sleep better after I've, even if it's not like labor, if I know I've done something productive. Yeah. You know, no, that's a good point. But, uh, so get out there and do stuff. Listeners. Speaking of doing stuff, um, <laughs> that is such a vague phrase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Noah's sister, Zoe, mm. how long would you last getting attacked by a bear? So Zoe, I've heard from John that you've had some very dynamite questions and I'm ready to, that's one of them. I'm ready to receive all of these in an attack against a bear. Well, it's out in the woods. That's why I ask is cause this uh, is, these are, these are in line oh, with the, with the okay. theme of the program here. Okay. So, I'm assuming I pissed off the bear. Like, I punched its cub. Mm-hmm. Like, I said, hey, your face is furry. I don't like you. Well, we, do we need to clarify what type of bear? Probably. 
Well, because like I feel like polar bear and grizzly probably wouldn't last as long. No, black bear I can maybe stand a chance. Black bear maybe yeah, because they're just smaller. Yeah, they're kind of cute. Yeah, black bears are kind of cute. Koala, <laughs> koalas. I'm going ten and zero, baby. <laughs> How many koalas could you take? <laughs> no, that's they. What what disease? They transmitted disease. Chlamydia. I think so. actually that really? does, I it, it might be. Oh. Okay, and go back to the bear question. Sorry, and... going back to the bear question. So I've pissed off. Let's say I've pissed off um, a grizzly bear. How long would I last? It is chlamydia. Wow. <laughs> that is good for them, or bad for them. Well, so who had it first? That's my biggest question. Who had it first? Did koalas have chlamydia first, or did humans have chlamydia first? Because then, Hi, that cause might then, be <laughs> whether a series of questions. <laughs> Although, um, koala chlamydia, can humans catch it? <laughs> this is really taking a term. You're talking about being forgotten, and now we're talking about koala chlamydia. No, That's is, a tongue twister. No, this is one. This is one way of a bear, of a bear attack for sure. It's a very <laughs> subtle form of attack. <laughs> It can, okay, although koalas fall prey to strains of chlamydia bacteria that are only related to the type that causes the sexually transmitted disease in humans, the illness can lead to conjunctivitis, blindness, urinary and reproductive tract infections, infertility, pneumonia, and death. That's a long game. <laughs> that sounds really painful. Okay, uh, so say say a grizzly bear. Grizzly bear chlamydia? or <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, grizzly bear. How long would I last? I think I could maybe... I mean, they can run, what, 60? They can run... No, okay, 60 is pretty fast. 30 miles. I think, they can, I think they can run really fast, though. I'm pretty sure they can run pretty fast. Like, it's like 25 to 30. Right? That's, you got to Google how fast... But, pulled over in a school zone. But you, do you know how fast humans can run? Not that fast. Less than 20, I think. Yeah, so we're screwed if they can run faster than us. Okay, sorry. 35 Answer, miles an hour. 35 okay yeah so i can't run that away. is really fast i so i can't so my fight or flight my flight is gone because i will have to encounter this bear at some point what's your opening move against a bear um so is the grizzly bear a mama bear or a grizzly papa bear because <laughs> i'm gonna fight dirty <laughs> you know you knew where i was going on that one if i have to fight for my life i will i will kick a bear where it hurts most yeah i feel like well, I don't know the anatomy of bears. I, f I assume it'd probably be in the general region of where ours would be, right? Yeah, but I think it might be a little, like, farther back. Like, if they stand up on their hind leg legs, I think it's going to be under. So if I slide, like, did a, like, a slide tackle? Yeah, you then... need to just slide. Damn. <laughs> um, to answer your question, grizzly bear, I think I would stay conscious probably for, like, 30 seconds. I don't think I don't think you're walking out of that one. No, I, I would not. I, I, would not I, win. I would agree. No, I would no. not win. There's no way I would win, but I would maybe put up a. You gotta go for the emotional damage. <laughs> That's how you. <laughs> that porridge was too hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, grizzly bear. No, black bear. Mm, two minutes. I think it would be like a, a prize fight. Joe Gilroy, who. Um, he does podcasting for water ski teams. Oh, nice. Joe, if you're listening, hello. Thank you for having me on. Hello, Joe. Lights on or off? 
that's such a big question, but I think I know what he's talking about. That's I all he say, said. I would say lights on. Okay. Ballsy. What do you mean ballsy? I don't know. Maybe we're thinking about different things. Uh, Mrs. Beerman asks, are you proud to be an uncle? Is it a boy or a girl? She's probably already found out by now, but, and she will probably find out. You found, you know. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. It's on social media. I would, I would say it's well known. Am I proud to be an uncle? Yes. Well, this I, one come out Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm an uncle to a nephew and a niece. So yeah. that's cool. Um, I cannot wait to, um, ruin them in any way that I can. Yes. <laughs> No, You're five. I, here's your first cocktail. No, it's. I mean, it's really cool to see your family start other little families. Their family, yeah. yeah. I think y'all's family reunions are gonna be wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna have to have liquor stores bought out. We're gonna have a lot of like a hotel rented out. We're. Gonna, I think we're gonna have to have like a, a weird, like cult style compound. A, a fleet of vans. A fleet of vans. All the what colors of the vans? rainbow. <laughs> And then those merge into the dinosaurs. Yeah. Like dinosaur. <laughs> um, Mrs. Beerman, to answer your question, it is a boy. Yes. No, it's a girl. girl. It's a girl. No, it's Sorry, a girl. I was thinking Bo is a boy. And then uh, Margo? Margo Cecilia Margo. Jones. Nice. It is a girl. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Rachel Eiler, my sister, soon to be Rachel McKelvey. Rachel Preston. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know Preston's last I didn't know Preston's last name until today, but I was I always just call him P Mac. Uh how did it feel when I broke your heart? Can I do I have to answer this one? This one's this one's Emotional <laughs> damage. <laughs> Emotions. Uh Rachel, Rachel, you were the one that got away. But you know, you found a good man in Preston and I just wanted you to be happy. Nick HDZ, uh, Nick with two C's and a K, Nick aka Hernandez? Nick Hernandez. No way! What's he up to? Sorry, Nick. I'll, uh, I guess I'll find out some, some other way. How is he good at everything he does? I don't think, first of all, Nick, that's false. I am not good at everything I do. I, first of all, if you've watched any of my baseball career, I failed a lot. And that's very. pretty much the reason why I am somewhat okay at the things I do is because I fail a lot first. I mean, that's... So... I've, n- I've never picked up something and been terrifically good at it. Oh, who has? Exactly. I think it's just I'm really competitive. Blind man with a Rubik's Cube. I bet he feels pretty good. That How does he do that? How does he... Does someone tell him that he did it? Like, he's like, oh, you finished. Or does he just keep on going? I, I don't think... I don't think they ever know. I don't know. Some I mean, of them, they, some they of them are tactile. They have shapes. Okay. They have shapes. Okay. So this, I do want to ask you, because this is something that I've done an episode on, um, and it is something that I think about quite regularly, this kind of struggle that I've noticed a lot in like the maker community. So whether that be knife makers or woodworkers or whatever, um, especially now with social media where people can get these massive followings for their work yeah. and things like that, um, the whole imposter syndrome you know what that oh, is? I know the imposter syndrome. Okay, so so in my mind, imposter syndrome is just a form of self-deprecation. Or self-deprecation leads to the imposter syndrome. I think it's people praise it as, oh, well, they don't praise the imposter syndrome, but I think the individual, while being self-depreciative, 
thinks maybe deep down and he may not acknowledge it that it is humility but i don't think that it is i think there there that is two very in oh no difference no, of the that's not humility no, no that's just not at all. pure self-doubt yeah yeah I'm but what? it's it's an unhealthy version oh yeah no i it's self-deprecation yes yeah sorry i think that's I, what i'm saying yeah. so we're like because i mean you you just talking about baseball yeah like, I wouldn't say that you were self-deprecating there. No. But I also wouldn't say that that... Like, it was a humble answer. But, I don't know. I think that... Like, how how do you find that balance? Can you, like, can you personally tell when people are being, like, genuinely humble? Or when they're just being self-depreciative? If that's the right word. Like, can you tell other people? I think... I mean, it's not a firm line, but I would say that when, like, say, say for example, you're complimenting someone and they just straight up turn what you said into a, like, outright lie. Like, if you're, if so, if someone, like, if I told someone, like, oh, that was a great job doing this and this, mm-hmm. like, that was a pure fact, and they yeah. somehow changed it to be like, oh, someone else did that, that wasn't me, that is just, that's not humility, that's just, like. An outright lie. Yeah. Self-doubt. Yeah. But, like, when it comes to someone, like, if it's, like, an opinion, like, for example, when you said that you, <laughs> I got screwed on the baseball thing. Which you did. That's a fact. I, that's not a fact. <laughs> as much as I wish that was a fact, that was not a fact. It's, a, it's an opinion. And, like, if it's up for debate, then it can come, like, it can be humility. Because, like, personally, like... I don't like, I, like if you were the son, if you were the person like being like praised it's mm-hmm. a little weird. And yeah, you, it's you like when everyone sings happy birthday to you. I hate that. And I hate birthdays. But do I, you like singing happy birthday to people? I mean, yeah, I don't mind it. But you hate it when it Yeah. And you're receiving. Yeah. yeah. It's called a double It's not called a double standard, buddy. I I'm, I'm uh, full Hey, add me to that list. Add me to that list. No, it's just I it's it's just like a you don't want people to look at you differently. You want to do what you want to do. Like, you want to do what you set out to go and do, but you don't do it for other people's praise, per se. Like, because there, there are definitely people But out it's going to happen. Yeah, but you try and parry that, like... But how do you do that healthily? How do you do that in yeah. a manner that is truly humble and doing, not self-deprecating? Doing, like, a joking way, I guess. I think that's self-deprecating. It can be. Well, if it's an in opinion, my, if it's an opinion, I have been told many times that because you know I'm okay at knife making. I'm all right. John is very good at knife making. I'm okay. John is very. Good. I will acknowledge that I've come a long way. Yes. This was talked about in a past episode, but I have been told That's that my responses to praise in my regards to knife making have been considered as self-deprecating. And so that is what what has gotten me thinking about this. No, because I kind of know it's true. Upon reflection, I'm working on it. But that's like... But the, the thing... the thing. Okay, so John, the thing is... You know you're good. I'm just fishing for compliments. No, you don't need to fish I need for some praise. I need some praise right no, now. No, you, you know you're good. But does it matter that they know you're good? That's the thing. That's why people do but that. But see, but... I... This is... When you start getting cocky... Is when you get 
humbled, when you get shut down. No, no, that's and not, when no. you're in regards to because like. No the, the, no, the thing is, is like you're not being cocky by acting humble. That's not. That's the. But exact how opposite. do you act humble? That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to get at. Being self, being what you call self-deprecating is not that. It's not humility. It's a because I, I think self-deprecating is talking yourself down and demeaning yourself. Yeah. And I I don't like humility to me is. I don't know how to describe it. Humility is avoiding yourself from being put on a pedestal. It's because people want to like. Well, the humility people is gonna, people, people are going to do that anyway. Yeah. But, so so how do you be humble when it happens? I mean, the thing is, like, do I get what people have been claiming as self-deprecating is not really that self-deprecating. You're trying to avoid that eventual cockiness of like, oh wow, all these people have been telling me I'm so so good. I am so so good. And then, then you get cocky. Then and then you get cocky exactly. So, by kind of being like, oh, like ah, I'm not that good, kind of thing, just to stay humble. I think that's self-deprecating, driven. though. That's not, I don't think that's self-deprecating. Because personally, I think the, the the biggest enemy to like your success and yourself is like complacency. It's like when people start telling you like, oh, you're really good. Yeah. That's when you stop working okay but but say what year did you first start playing baseball how old were you organized or just whatever shits and giggles shits and giggles that would be like five okay so obviously you were a kid back then so no one was saying you know whatever like you you, the concept of humility was I mean, there's a lot of concepts that most five-year-olds don't grasp. We, we couldn't spell humility back then. No. no. <laughs> Same with the baseball team. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but my point is, is say when you're five, say you do have this concept of whatever, and someone's like, oh, you're so good. And you say, oh, I'm not that good. And then, you know, what would that be? 13, 14 years later, when you're playing collegiately, collegi- playing for a college team, and someone says, oh, you're so good, and you say, oh, I'm not that good. Like, you, you obviously are, and you have gotten better. Like, how do you yeah. acknowledge growth while still understanding that there is a way to go? Because that's what I think humility is, is knowing kind of where you're at in line. Yeah. So, so the compliment. So your example of when the person you're in college and someone comes up to you, it's oh you're so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's all relative, because like yeah, the kids you're playing with in when you're five are definitely not gonna be as good as the kids you're playing with in college. Well, yeah, but you're five. Exactly. And so when people just come up to you and say like oh you're so good, it's all relative. You're also yeah. surrounded by also really really good people. But I mean like. Yeah, that's that's the thing though. It is relative. Yeah, I, you know, so I, I agree with it's, you. It's it's kind of the more you learn, the more you realize you need to learn. Yes. Right. Yes, but like I I would err on the side of not of being hungry, and maybe a little like chip on your shoulder. But I I agree that like you don't want to have like a I'm not like 
So when so when you say like, oh, I'm not that good. I've always taken that the way you've been saying it, like as in like, oh, like I'm not the best that you make me out to seem. Like I'm mm-hmm. normal. Like I'm yeah. middle of the pack. I'm not saying that like, oh, like someone comes up to me or say you or me and like. But what oh, happens wow, you're if so you good. are the best? If I am the best, well, first of all, I've never been in that situation. But if I you were walking be, around saying I am the best, if I were to be the best, I would be like. Mm, for now, that's I'm not that's, that good. That's, that's the other response to be like, oh yeah, I'm the best for now, because that's Cause, that's the mindset I think I think that you should have is like, you're never done. Mm-hmm. You like if you if you like think you've finished like if you think you've made it to the top, you're already losing. But I think you have to acknowledge the progress you've made. Yeah, well, I would acknowledge the process you made when you're retired and you've got all those laurels that you can you know rest or, upon. So like laurels, I th- uh, maybe quote me wrong on this. Laurels are like what the they used to give Caesars the little crowns of uh, oh. things, but like it's like a kind of like a crown or like awards, um, stuff like I that. Can't even spell laurels. L a u r e l. Any of a number of shrub or other plant with dark green glossy leaves. Uh, an aromatic evergreen shrub related to the bay tree. Nice. Like, can you say the rest on your laurels? I feel like it's like it's like a colloquial term. Oh, what does it mean to sit on your laurels? Sit on your laurels. Rest. Uh, to be satisfied with past success and do nothing to achieve further success. I didn't know that I was using that really well. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think I was using that very well. Okay, can you spell it? <laughs> L-A-U-R-E-L-S. <laughs> I misspelled it. <laughs> uh, like, wait, wait, wait. Spell it. L-A-U-R-E-L-S? Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, I don't know. Like, no, there's there. it's definitely a balance. You don't want to get cocky, but you don't want to be like... I can't do this kind of thing. You want to have confidence. That's humility. And when, in my mind, humility is looking both ways on the road, seeing how far you've come and how far you have to go. Self-deprecation is being, say, numerically on a scale of one to 10, one being the lowest, 10 being the best. You're at a six and someone says, you're great. And you say, no, 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 I'm a four. So is, is it great a ten? Yeah, the best is ten, ten the worst okay. is one. So you're at a six. You're at a six. You're, you're, getting, you're getting good. Someone says, wow, you're really good. And you say, no, I'm at a four. Like, self-deprecation is belittling your skill and belittling yourself in an attempt to be humble. And I think it happens. It doesn't always happen on these full grand not i say full and grand not knowing better verbiage like laurels i mean no full and grand is a good word but i think self-deprecation happens when like oh i just lost my train of thought i'm thinking about laurels i think no i i I agree with you like i just think you have to be able to acknowledge where you're at yeah i just think like self-deprecation is just it, in my opinion, self-deprecation is only dangerous when you start to think, maybe I should stop, kind of thing. Yeah. I think so, I personally, I think... Complacency. Some, complacency is when you don't self-deprecate enough. When you're like, you start listening to everyone saying that you're really good. Which I think, I think a lot of people nowadays only listen to their echo chamber and their parents oh, yeah. or their friends that will only yeah. praise them. Um, but I think... I personally, as someone who subscribes to the self-deprecating process, um, it gives me a lot of drive, even if it's a lie. 
it's like, yeah, sure, I, I could be better than I'm saying I am, but, like, feeling like I'm not gives me a fucking fire to See, I don't think better. that's self-deprecating, though. I think that's just acknowledging that there's more to go. I think that's more humility than self-deprecation. Okay, so I think we're just dis- we're disagreeing on what this self. De- so self-deprecation in your. So would you agree that self-deprecation is when you are looking down upon yourself so much that you're thinking of like quitting, of stopping? No, it is it is undervaluing yourself and your position and the progress that you have made. That's why I put it on the number scale. It's like if you're a six, but you really think and act like you're a four. Oh, well, so then I don't. Yeah, then I don't think if self-deprecating is not making you stop, then I don't see a problem with it. It's if it's pushing you harder. To some people, maybe. If but does, who, but who, to, to, does it make it? Does it make you stop? To you, I mean, other other people's opinions. Don't I just don't matter. think that self-deprecation is a proper way of of. I don't think it's a, not to get in the whole like mental health, cloud because that there's. That's something both of us are not very, we're not trained in at <laughs> Ooh, all. No, yeah. no. Um, I just don't, like, I think when you start to rag on yourself, I do think it slows you down. I don't think it always motivates you. I think that, I, I think if it does, then I don't think it's self-deprecation. I think you're leaning more towards humility in that sense. I think there's healthy ways, like, like, you may not see it, but you're, in a sense, acknowledging, oh, I'm at a six right now. I'm going to keep going. Whereas, oh, no, I'm not at a six. I'm only at a four. It's like you both are acknowledging that you have growth, that you still have a ways to go. But I think it's a failure on the individual's part to acknowledge where they're at, how far they've come. So I think I think I agree with you on that one. But let's take the case. Now let's say you're at a three. Yeah. And someone says, You're at a three. Now what? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the response? <laughs> oh wow, this guy knows yeah. what he's talking about. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I agree. That was yeah. such an accurate assessment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know. Um That's that's and so what's hard is, I think, if you have mastered humility, because I, I think it's a skill. I do think it's a skill. Yeah. I think if, if you have mastered that, or at least understand it better than me, <laughs> you're going to know what to say in that situation. Yeah. You're going to know how to respond. I think, you know, I think most of us lean one way or the other. Like cockiness or arrogance is, oh, no, I'm really at a five. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm instead of a three. Or no, I'm just at a one. That's, that's self-deprecation. Really humility de- is calling it on the on the money. It really depends on the person because some people like thrive on confidence. Like, oh yeah, and, externally, and so. externally, externally or internally. Like some, it really like it really depends on what drives you. Well, but it, I say I say externally meaning, like in in their actions and in what they put out. But you, at the same time, like, you know, I could be thinking one completely different train of thought. Oh, than okay. what I have said. So you acting know. like you're super confident in yourself, yes, but inside yes. you're really not. Like, tonight, do you think I was not extremely nervous to go in two-step with some ladies? That's true. That's I was fair. extremely nervous. But I could see that you guys needed... <laughs> we did you knew need you guys some needed help. some some help. <laughs> so I said, you know what? 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna nut up or I'm gonna shut up and we're gonna do this. <laughs> and we needed that. We did need that. That's a good question. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> How is he good at everything he does? <laughs> I'm not good at everything I do, but I think it's yeah, we all summed that up pretty well in this last one. That was a great one. It's a good talk. How long do you want to go for? What time what time do you normally go to bed? Dude, I can go forever. What takes longer? Counting every ant. This is from Wyatt. Thank you, Wyatt, for your question. Hey, Wyatt. I, I miss you. I hope you're doing well. I miss Wyatt, too. Tanner didn't send anything in. Boo. Boo, Tanner. Boo. Tanner, I heard you lost in craps in one go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wyatt asks, what takes longer, counting every ant or reading every book in the Library of Congress? That's a great question. Uh, every ant on the world? Probably. It's a lot of ants. A lot of numbers. I mean, there's... Oh, there's gotta be trillions of ants, though. I think there's a lot more than trillions. I, I, think, I think ants would be, probably be my answer. I would say ants as well. I mean, let's think about it. It's the Library of Congress. How many words do you think they actually have in there? <laughs> do we do we think that... Uh, how many... What? Did you Google how many ants there were? How many ants... <laughs> Was it Kajillions? Okay, um, so uh, it gives me a rough population number as well as a weight in tons. Who are, who's weighing these ants? <laughs> I think this is, this is, this is this awesome. This is an estimate? This is, yeah, this is an estimate. Okay. This is from NPR. God bless him. Um, do you want to... Do you want to take a guess at both population number and weight... Yes, population number. I would say, God, there's so many ants, <laughs> um, and we're talking all species of ants: fire we're ants, ants, <laughs> ants. Are we including the animated film? <laughs> no. no. Okay, so that's minus twenty characters. <laughs> we put it in. Um. <laughs> Is gazillion a number? Uh, no, no, you don't have to Google if a gazillion. Well, is I need a gazillion, uh, a very large number quantity. Oh wow, that's very used awful. for emphasis, so it is not a scientific okay, number. Okay. What about a petabyte? I'm just kidding. Um, what is that scientific notation? No, you don't have to. Just, just I, I, I guess a lot. <laughs> let's let's say three hundred trillion. 10 billion billion. All right, so let's, no, 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 let's, no, no, no. let's do the math here. No, 10 billion billion. 10 billions billions. So 10, 10 to the 9th times 10 to, 10 to the 9th. Yes. So 10 to the, or 100 to the 81st. 10 billion billion. Nine zeros. Ten billion billion? Ten billion billion. Nine zeros. Nine zeros. Alright. Oh, wait, no, a billion billion is 18 zeros. Okay. I think. It's 10 to the 19? No, wait. Come on, Cora. I'm really sorry, podcast listeners, but we're we're doing some research here. So 10 billion billion is 10 to the 9th times 10. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A a billion is nine zeros. Yeah. A billion billion is 18 and then tack on the 10 for the 10 billion. Okay. 
So it's one with 19 zeros. 10 billion billion ants. Okay. So say I read a word per second. Yes. 10 billion billion seconds. So I'm reading. I need to read. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. There's so many numbers. (laughs) But okay. So. mm. I'll turn billion billion seconds into ants. There's so many. Or, uh, oh, shoot. 10 billion seconds in years. That's not what I want. Oh, 10 billion is 317 years. So it would, uh, that's just 10 billion. 10 billion seconds into years. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. 10 billion billion seconds to years is 317 billion years. So. <laughs> but, 20, 20, but then again, you'd have to read all... 23 times the age of the universe. Now, what about the reading comprehension of this, you know, library? Of, of the ants? No. <laughs> yes. I don't think ants can read, Sam. Well, little do you know. Okay, okay. How how much do you think all 10 billion billion ants weigh? 10 billion billion ants? Yes. Billion billion. <laughs> At least seven. Seven what? <laughs> Oranges? Uh, seven I candles know, of Pope Francis? I would probably say... Oh, God. I, I'll give you a hint. This number of ants is terrifying. <laughs> it's like... Probably like a hundred tons of ants. Is that even close? <laughs> no. <laughs> there are like so many. I can't physically picture even a hundred tons of Three. ants. Three thousand million tons of ants. <laughs> oh man, I, I don't think you could pee Let me... on that ant pile and survive. Let me just, let me simmer down and I'll repeat that number. (laughs) Oh, man. 3,000 million tons. That's a a a few. That's a lot of weight. (laughs) Not as much as your mom. Karen's a saint. I'm kidding. I'm (laughs) kidding. I would never talk about Karen that way. Do you want to take a drink time out? Yeah, I could do that. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you enjoy this podcast so far. We're going to take a brief intermission. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, you can keep playing the music. Oh, I thought... Oh, sorry. I just liked how it it was on. I I thought you were going to play the music and then... Well, now I'm just going to play it at really inopportune times. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the the air horn. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and welcome back to Out in the Woods. We're we're, we're rolling. I thought thought we were rolling a while back, right? We were. We were. I thought, well, you paused as if we weren't, so you're restarting. The listeners know. (laughs) Okay. You and I may not know. All right, fine, fine, fine. Fine, fine, fine. fine. So, where we last left off, talking about ants, which personally, reading Wyatt's question, I was like, all right, this will be interesting. Getting into it, that was a a lot more fun of a topic than I was anticipating. Sorry, Wyatt, I underestimated you. You know, it's the really... My 
my hat's off to you. The, the ants of the world are really the silent majority. There's just some questions that need to be answered. <laughs> as long as you spell that with a Z, that makes my <laughs> life. A, a and Z W. Answer. Like the movie Ants. A N T Z. That's how you spell ants. Really? In in the movie Ants? I don't know if I've, I've ever never seen. seen that was like DreamWorks. Was it DreamWorks? No, Bugs Life. That's Bugs Life. No, but there's a movie, Ants. That was DreamWorks' like first big movie. On my life. I'm looking it up. Ants. <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. No, it just came up. Oh, I typed it with an S. I was about to say, it just came up with the insect. <laughs> Ants. What year did it come out? 1998. Was that a guess? Yes. That was a really good guess. Was it 1998, right? yeah. Ooh. Oh, but wasn't wasn't it DreamWorks like first big like that's what like that got them started? I don't know if it was DreamWorks. Was Pixar? No, it was some it was some animation company that like that was their first big one. Um, let's look at the production on Wikipedia. I'm googling. Walt Disney feature animation uh, was pitched a movie called Army Ants about a pacifist worker ant. Interesting. DreamWorks first. It was. Disney. Wow. This is this is what reporting should be, ladies and gentlemen. Turn off your news and do some research yourself. Woo! Don't be a sheeple. Educate the people. Sorry, this just got really political. Okay. Anyway. Okay, I guess. Have you seen the the? No, I'm not gonna bring that up. Never mind. We'll talk about it later. Um. Oh. Uh. Katzenberg at DreamWorks began developing. Oh wait, projects he tried to pursue. Oh, interesting. Do you know who Ants was? Its first big one. Okay, it was DreamWorks. DreamWorks co-signed a co-production deal with Pacific Data Images to form subsidiary PDI. Wait, you gotta speak up. You gotta speak sorry, up. Sorry, sorry. Well, okay. So they also released. Their first one in 1995, so it was actually a spinoff from a Disney executive, but... DreamWorks? DreamWorks was a spinoff from Disney executives, um, but their last feature, like their first feature was Balto. I've never even heard of it. Never heard of it. But their next one was Ants in 1998, and then The Prince of Egypt. You remember that one? Oh. That one was a good one. Okay, that, I would argue, is one of like the golden ages of animation, that... And um, Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet was so good. I freaking love that movie. The soundtrack? Really like Banger. grungy. I'm getting the chills. <laughs> I'm getting the chills. I'm getting the chills. Dude, my mom would never let me grow up my hair like that, but one day. We we stand Treasure Planet. Dude. Sam, you look like a porn star at a baptism the other day. Your mom would let you do anything. I did look like a porn star at a baptism. Uh, that mustache was bad. I just can't grow anything. Mine's mine's getting a little a little right? haggard. I needed. No, it looks it's getting more full, but it the points are a little too long. Like I don't want to have to do a full curl. No, you should do a full curl. I don't want a full curl though. I like I like this. It, I like it to come down. Or this is do, great you should, podcasting. You could, a, you could do a hand. You could do a handlebar. In in a perfect world, it's just like a, and it just has it comes to a slight point down. No, this low. is hard. This is hard podcasting because the viewers can't see this. I I say it. Facetiously, oh. this is terrible podcasting. Oh. <laughs> okay, Viewers, what do you think of my mustache <laughs> at this moment in time? 
What celebrity? This is the second... Oh. Well, we'll get there. Uh, this is the second question from Zoe. What celebrity would you want to spend a week in the woods with? A week in the woods? A week in the woods. Out in the woods with Sam and JD and... Woody Harrelson. Really? I think it'd be kind of fun. If you were out in the woods for a week with Woody Harrelson, would you would you toke it up? Does, do you think he smokes? Oh. I don't know. Does, does Matthew McConaughey smoke? Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're like best friends. Do you know that Woody Harrelson went to high school in Midland? No. I swear. It's on his Wikipedia page. I'm pulling it up. Jamie. Pull so, I am Joe and Jamie. I also had a uh, thought that came to my head that was... Uh, oh my god. What were we talking about just before this? Something? No, not ants. Being out in the woods. No, that. Yeah, that, but... He went to Lebanon High School. He was in, okay. He went. He was in Midland at some point. I swear. Lebanon, Ohio. No, maybe no. He he was born. Uh, okay, maybe maybe I'm a liar. You hear that? You heard that here first, fans. Oh, Woody Harrelson. I'll do a command a F liar. or whatever. Control F, and type in Midland. Oh, he was born in Midland. That's what it was. That's what it was. Not crazy. Wow. Born in Midland, Texas on July 23rd. There you go. Happy early birthday, Woody. <laughs> Woody, I hope you're living your life to its fullest. Guess what his middle name is? Stiffy. Oh, close. <laughs> <laughs> Woody Stiffy Harrelson. It's actually Woodrow Tracy Harrelson. That's a cool name. That's a good name. That's that a real good name. name. Um, uh, Woody Harrelson definitely smokes. I mean, yeah. I okay, mean, it's yeah. blazing it. Yeah, I don't know blazing for some reason. It. I don't know why, like, first impression I thought he wouldn't. I feel like he... Because yeah, he's born in sense. Midland. He's an oil-filled boy. That's a, I, think, I think people in Midland smoke, too. Midland, people in Midland they smoke, just do, They don't smoke weed. They just <laughs> smoke do, like, coke. There may, there may be some, you know, amphetamines we're, involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, a lot of people are feeling very attacked right now, and I just want to say, if you think we're talking about you, we are. <laughs> Specifically you. Yeah, drugs are bad, people. Well, yeah. um, oh my gosh. Unless they're prescribed by a doctor. Unless it's made by uh, Purdue Pharma. Then don't take it. His dad was a convicted hitman. That is... I can't say that is... Cool? Yeah, I can't, is, that is not, cool. I can't say that's it's cool. I can't say that's cool because he killed people. It's historical. It's a historical thing to know. Yeah, born on July 23rd, 1961 to Secretary Diane... So wait, wait uh, you're telling me the hitman had a secretary? No, that's his mom. Secretary. She was a secretary. Diane. Oh. Nee Oswald. And convicted hitman, Charles Void Harrison. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, he was convicted of assassination federal judge John oh. H. Wood Jr. Whoa. The first federal judge to be assassinated in the 20th century. Wow. Nice. Both of <laughs> you and Woody out in the woods. I think I think it'd be fun out in the woods with Woody. Cause I mean he's played some like characters that I I could you know. I think actually he doesn't he, he doesn't even play a character. I think he's himself. Yeah, it was like it's like um it's like Adam Sandler. Yeah, horrible actor, but he's really good at Just, playing himself. Yeah, and yeah. and people love himself. People love him. People love you people know. Love yeah, <clears throat> like if you think about his roles. 
Yeah, no, definitely. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. and I, In various shades. And we all enjoy it. That's it's, cool. I feel like, kind of same with Matthew. Matthew, yeah. Ma- like little Maddie. Maddie. Have you taken any of his classes here? Uh, no. I, no. He's okay. doing film. Actually, first of all, uh, he says he's a professor, but he just has his TA do everything. And he shows yeah. up in class every once in a while. That doesn't surprise me. But he is the Minister of Culture That's at UT cool. Austin. That's pretty cool. If you could have a title like that, what would it be? <laughs> Anything with minister would be cool. Um, Sam Bertelson, minister. <laughs> no, be a no, minister. No, 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 priest. <laughs> Dele- Brother Sam. Delegate of debauchery. Ooh. Delegate of debauchery. I did say that's going to be... That's going to be... Out in the woods with Sam Bertelson, the delegate of debauchery. I love that. That is great. That's heard here first, people. This is podcasting in the works, <laughs> coming to you live from 420 square feet. This is the in cre- West Austin. This is the creative process. Yes. Um, Mr. Tinker, uh, which I'm kind of sad that we can't do this. Mr. Tinker. Oh, senior. Uh, Tinker, senior. Is he a senior, or is it just Mr. Tinker? It's just Mr. Tinker. Okay. I, you can call him whatever. Well, yeah. I was just wondering. He wanted us, I just feel, you know this already, but I feel included, or I feel inclined to mention it. He wanted us to try a myriad of, myriad? Myriad? I think it's myriad. It's My, myriad of uh, mushrooms that we don't know what they do, and see what happens. Mm. Um, so... We did not do that. Sadly, mushrooms are probably one of my least favorite food in general. Agreed. I, I something about why do you, why don't you like them? I my first encounter with mushrooms have been in like beef stroganoff, and like okay pizza, and so mm. they're really slimy. That's the thing. I don't slimy. like them. Like, but like I don't know. I I think, but like if you were to caramelize, like I think I've had like caramelized mushrooms, and they're pretty freaking good. I think I would enjoy mushrooms raw. Cause I like that's how I like like carrots. I love raw carrots. Cooked carrots, not a fan. I like the texture of it. Now, so those have you ever? I mean, like in like whenever it rarely rains in Midland, you know those mushrooms that pop out of the grass. Yeah. Those little white ones. Yeah. Have you ever hit one of those with a golf club? Very satisfying. The most satisfying yes. sound in the world. Yes. I, like I, a, I think if I were to retire, like it's I would a little just, wet. Thump. Yeah. If I were to retire, I would just want a field of those. Well, what's weird is they don't pop up when you water your lawn. No. It's just when it rains, and it's just like random. they know. This is fake water. <laughs> it's the good stuff. They know what's real. Sorry, Mister Tinker, that we are not going to potentially get um, some sort of nutrients or some sort of poison yeah, or some of, sort what of, kind of mushrooms. Was he talking about? He said just a variety of mushrooms that we don't know what they are. I can pull up the exact text. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know where my phone is. He wanted us to basically gamble with mother nature oh there it is well and i quote uh oh uh wyatt coming to you live oh who would win in a race to eat a hot dog and run a hundred meter dash joey chestnut or usain bolt is that even a question what that's not even a good come on eat a hot dog and run a hundred meter dash usain bolt yeah, but do you think, like, how long do you think it takes Usain Bolt to eat a hot dog? How long do you think it takes Joey Chestnut to run a hot dog? Have you meters? seen him eat a hot dog, though? Have you seen Usain Bolt? Oh, yeah, run? but that's the thing. It's like, 
I st- I would agree with you that you say Bolt, but I feel like there might be it might be a lot closer than you think. Is multitasking allowed? Can you run and eat the hot? No, because you th- have you ever done a beer Olympics? Not a beer Olympics, uh, beer mile. No. Well, do you I, know what a beer mile is? Yes, you have. You f- drink a beer, then you do a lap. Then yes. You beer. When when you do that, you have a certain range, like start and beginning that you can like distance wise that you can drink your beer in. You can't run and drink. You can't carry your beer with you as you run. I think they should use the beer as the baton. I think should, they should do a relay that way. So, how how would that work? Though? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we should do this tomorrow on the run. The yeah. I'm not gonna okay. go on. Come on. Okay. All the other guys, um, the other guys will go. I, think I have it. Ah, uh, yeah, but Sam, you don't understand how out of shape I am. Quote. I don't think you're that out of shape. My father would like to listen to you taste a variety of wild mushrooms with no idea of their effects. See, it's the effects part that makes me think that he wanted us to do some psychedelics. Either way, we're seeing God. <laughs> that's all I know. Hopefully, we're seeing God. Well, yeah, that's that could be that would be the best <laughs> case scenario in that situation. Third option, we we have a hearty dinner. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. My contacts in Austin are not not in that area. Sorry, Mister Tinker. Quote: Knowing this is from Nico. Nico. Oh, this is a guy. I feel like this this is, is a tough one. It's pretty good. It's a pretty solid question. Okay. Um, Nico, we're going to have to re-record. I want you to be on here. Just letting you know. Knowing, this is a quote, knowing Sam, uh, knowing Sam's love for space and engineering, what are his thoughts on Elon and SpaceX? And we'll throw in like Tesla and the boring company as well, things like that. Okay. Um, I think that Elon is <clears throat> that's a really good question. I am sorry. No, you're I, good. I'm no, a, you're I'm good. A, you're I'm, good. I'm, I'm mixed. I have a mixed emotion about him. I enjoy the fact that he is a very, very rich man and does not give a crap about anyone. But True. I also don't like that fact in you a way. Can, you know, you can cuss, by the way. I'm I'm trying to avoid instances when I do. My mom would get mad if I said crap, but if I said shit, she would be okay with it. See, that's a... She really doesn't like that word. Crap? Yeah. Sorry, Mrs. Tyler. But... Shit and damn it? Fine. See, yeah, I feel like I've cussed To some her. extent. I remember when, like, I remember when I cussed around once. She thinks cussing is uncreative use of language, which I partially agree with, but I yeah. also think there's a tasteful use for everything. There is always... That's true. Um, Back to Elon. Elon, he's a great businessman. I don't think he should deserve the credit of, you know, tech... Guru. Guru. He doesn't yeah. design any of it. He, he has a good engineering acumen, but he doesn't do any of that engineering stuff. He just hires really good engineers. Yeah. So I applaud I applaud his drive to push the space sector. I think that's a really... like The space industry up until them was really bloated. It was all government contracts, and like they were spending so much money. To it had, send it had flatlined. It wasn't necessarily flatlined. It was like a, well, I guess it kind of had flatlined. Like since, I mean, we had honestly as Americans, the American space program had flatlined since the nineteen, like nineteen seventy two, since we yeah. went to the moon. Um, but I think it just become so bloated because everyone knew that the government was going to pay lots of money to put stuff into space, and so they could it was charge. A, yeah, it was a blank check. Like they could yeah. waste so much money and do yeah. whatever, and. 
I applaud that he kind of went like, you know what, this is, I think I can do this better. And honestly, I think that's really good for him. I think that's also what's going to make him very, he's very rich right now with Tesla and all the other stuff, but I think SpaceX is probably his, his, jewel, his crown jewel, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think he deserves credit in some areas, but credit, not really that much credit in some other areas. Do you think, we can come back to the Elon thing, but this is just hot on my mind. Do you think that we have given up exploring our own planet? And when I say that, I mean more so our ocean. Do you think that we have given up on that task too soon in search for the stars? I would say that we have not given up search of the oceans. And I think that search of the oceans has just gone undercover. And I think that... Not to go conspiracy theory. No, full. Let's go. I'm not, I'm, let's no, go. No, I know this is going to come. Bring it in. I don't. I don't want to go to conspiracy. But like, as I've been in the acoustics community for sonar and stuff, uh-huh. and there are, I've had so many questions that I just couldn't have answered. Like, for certain reasons that I, I am not allowed to know. So you ask questions, and they're like, I can't tell you that. <laughs> it's just kind of like... And you're like, why? And you're like, I can't tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, okay. Because there's, there's there's a ton of funding from the government in... See, I don't know these things. Sea exploration. And I well, I think it's a good... I mean, with climate change, I yeah. mean, going underneath the sea, I guess, is a, a lot of, option. A lot, of, a lot of carbon down there, baby. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess it's just well, like another... Well, both in like... I don't know. I don't know if I'm using carbon capture correct, but people always say like, "Oh, plant trees because it oh. it is a oh, yes. solid yeah, state algae. of carbon. It's not in your yes, yeah, yeah, atmosphere there's, things yeah. like that." But there's definitely an environment, environmental aspect of oil and gas got monitoring because resources. Like, the I guess like seagrass mm-hmm. is also a huge converter of carbon to oxygen, and ensuring that those are healthy and safe is also good. Have you seen like the the heat map, so to speak, of of like Iowa or like the Corn Belt or whatever, when it's in full swing, the amount of oxygen it produces, mm. it is hot. A lot of oxygen. It it when like corn like it is in season, it is. I think I think don't quote me on this. This is the thing. This is the thing about these episodes. I don't do a lot of research, so these are just off the <laughs> off the cuff facts. No that citations. I, I have heard in passing. You're gonna have to do your own digging. I have heard. That the Corn Belt, if that's a thing, that's what I'm going to refer to it as, corn-growing part of the United States mm-hmm. produces more oxygen than the equivalent area of, like, the rainforest. For that brief moment in time, right? Yeah, for oh. for when corn is in production. That's fair. But that, that's a lot of oxygen coming out. That's you know, good. that's a lot of CO2 going in, a lot of oxygen coming out. That's good. I mean, we need more, I mean, we need oxygen. We need so. that, we need it. So it's a fair, it's a fair I saw this tweet once and someone was like, wouldn't it be cool if ox or if trees produce like Wi-Fi?" And someone was like, yeah, why don't they produce anything useful? Instead, they just make oxygen. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. It's like, these people, damn millennials. <sighs> See, that's, it's, it's a, one thing I don't miss about social media. It's just like, sometimes there's just people that really aggravate you. It's... There's a lot of stupidity out there. And I try and... Listen to the last six episodes of this podcast and you'll hear a lot of the stupidity. <laughs> no, I've seen the first two episodes. I've, I've oh, those seen... Were, I've those, were, those, were those were good. Drunken ramblings about 
Those were Past good. times. Those were good. You're pretty good. I, Thank I enjoyed you. them. Thank you. I, was, I think I was hungover one morning. And I, I was just laying in bed listening to it. it was I, really I, good. I think I was hungover. Well, I know I was hungover for one of them. <laughs> I know I wasn't hungover for the other one. I was not hungover in Spain after I was discovered by a German man. I remember that. You really need, I feel like you should you should elaborate on being discovered by a German man. Go listen to the second episode <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> so a, there are many interpretations of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he fully discovered me. <laughs> Man, um, Noah, by name, wants us to make a prediction for who gets the rose in The Bachelor. And I have the list of people. Thank God. Okay. By name? Yeah, so uh, out of the people. Okay. Uh, see, the problem is, is these are... They, whatever you do, if you're looking into The Bachelor, ladies and gentlemen, Parade.com has a horrible way of looking at all of the names it looks like i feel like i'm watching like the nfl combine or whatever and it's like their height and weight and what position they're in um, what position they're in yeah no it's, it's like a football thing here you go um you can just scroll through there i haven't looked through them all la no maybe we need a good oh yeah sorry i'll, I'll announce oh, west so, texas so girl we're, so we're looking at we're looking at claire 28 virginia beach virginia position spray tanner Okay. Yeah. Daria, 24, Baldwin, New York, law student. Cool. Eliza, Berlin, Germany, marketing manager. Okay. Mm. See, I feel like I need to be watching the show to understand all of this because this is No, I think that's the point is that you're no longer watching the show. Elizabeth, 32. How, how old is this guy? No clue. Is there, is there like a, I don't know, maybe he, likes a, maybe he likes an older woman or maybe that's the same age. Who, who knows? Um, NC? Is that how you, how, how do you, NC? Have you seen this? E-N-C-Y is who we're talking about. NC. Burbank, California, sales manager. Gabby, I'm just, I'm, first of all, this seems fun. A bar, her position's a bar mitzvah dancer. I think that wow. would be the dream job. Is that who you're going for? I mean, she's definitely top of my list. Ivana? Ivana? Ivana. I mean, architectural historian. That sounds kind of cool, too. Smart girl. Lots of real estate, physicians, nurses, industrial sales ex representative. All right. Okay, entrepreneur is the most vague term. Like, Yeah. I mean, like, any, like, I don't know, like, Everyone just says they're an entrepreneur, even though like they're an influencer. I just don't think that counts. And is is a, is a former Olympian a position? Like I like I get it. That's cool. But like, is she still? Well, in that I think in that sense you might get like does that like count? you might be like a sponsored athlete. Yeah, I guess that's true. Flight instructor. That's cool. This is Rachel that we're talking Rachel, about. Rachel, yes. 25 from Claremont, Florida. Lots of nurses. Are these all... Her position is previously engaged? Wait, no, I think... No, I think she... No, I, rem, I watched the first episode. She never made it on the show. No, she she never made it on the show. The first episode, like, this is the first 10 minutes of the show. She didn't actually... She, like, the show... She hadn't even... So, like, have you seen any this of This is... 
Sally. Sally? S A L L E Y. Yeah. So, have you seen the show before? No. Well, yes, but. So, well, like, not this one, but like the first show where they like come out of the limo yeah. and they like try and woo him. Come up with like a creative way. Yeah. Before this all even happened, they're in like a motel and she just goes, <sighs> shows up. Well, no, okay. Well, <laughs> not a motel, I'm sure, but <laughs> she goes to this guy's room and she's like, yeah, I just was like previously engaged and then I'm just not ready for this. And then just left. I feel like that would like that would have come up. She's cute though. I'm not saying that, but well, no, yeah, I, know, no I, know, I know. I know. Yeah, I, just, I mean, yeah, I gotta have, she's... I gotta have something out of this conversation yeah, I mean, yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, but it's just. <laughs> I think. Oh wait, Serene. Elementary school teacher. That's like that's like a Hallmark movie. That is a Hallmark movie. I'm a, that is a Hallmark movie. I'm going to woo the rich lawyer from New York to move to my small town. Oh, shit. I just missed. I oh, Blade Show. Blade Show. Uh, I'm going... Actually, I've seen the first couple of episodes, and I think I like... Uh... No, not her. I think I... Uh, no. Susie's energy, if you see this, Susie's energy is just like a lot. Like, you ever see someone, and you're like... No, you... Yeah, yeah. They're like... They're going to take up your whole energy kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. So, that's going to be a uh, no. And I'm so going to go... So, not Susie? I'm going to go with um, uh, Sarah. Sarah? I mean, I really picked a name. I didn't. I don't remember her name. Sarah, age 23, wealth management advisor. I actually don't remember seeing scrolling past her. I just picked a, a female's name, and she showed up on the list. Well, then I... We'll go... Oh, there's two Lindsays. Are they spelled the same? L-I-N-D-S-A-Y and L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y. Both of those. I guess the first Lindsay's are right. (laughs) Neonatal nurse. There are a lot of nurses, real estate agents, and um, recruiters. I I think I'm going to go with Ivana from Queens, the bar mitzvah dancer. Queens. Queens. The King of Queens, you've, baby. Oh, you've been to New York, right? The only time I've been to New York, um, I was flying to Spain, and as my plane landed in New York, we pulled into the gate next to the plane that was going to Spain, and they <laughs> left as we pulled in. Oh. And they left us. Oh. And so I spent 17 hours in New York. I slept on the floor for like six of it, oh. and then I paid $15 to get into one of those airport lounges, and I got... My own shower, my own bathroom, I shaved, I had breakfast and coffee, it was great. And then I made friends with the lady who ran like the airport train shuttle. (gasps) And I said, all right, I got another 11 hours before I need to be back here, what do I do? She said, if I was you, I would just take a train to downtown and go walk around. And I said, all right, that's what I'm going to do. So I walked around and I tried to go to the 9-11 memorial. And I started walking, and I was like, this is really far. And then I rented a bike, and I pedaled. A city bike? A city bike. Let's go. And I ate a dollar slice of pizza and a soda, so and I was pouring sweat after my shower. And I rode this bike, and I, I could see the building, but it never got any closer. <laughs> and then finally, I had to turn around, and I was like, I'm just pouring sweat. And I almost actually missed my flight again. <laughs> um, but I never, I never ended up seeing it. I never oh. ended up seeing the Freedom Tower. Thoughts on your brief moments in oh, downtown? I, I would love to go back. It was very overwhelming. Yeah. Well, Most big cities are overwhelming for me, though. I just love New York. 
The city that never sleeps. Or is that Vegas? That's Sin City. No, no, that's a Big Apple. Big Apple is the city that never sleeps? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, I, I appreciate the fact that everyone's, they get the connotation of being mean, but they're just kind of direct. They're kind of like... I no. respect that. I do respect that. I love that. that. I love that. I, I think it's someone telling you how it is. I think more people need to hear that. Yeah. Personally. When I was there, some guy asked me if I was on Law and Order. I was like, no. Wow. But thank you. <laughs> I don't know what context this is in, <laughs> but thank you. You're thinking Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Andy Well, Well, did, did you hear about um, Tanner's trip to D.C.? No. Tanner always... Was this with, was this with uh, students in SIP? This no. is with... Uh, no, government, right? Uh, yes. Uh, whatever, like, yeah. Not Stuco. Uh, Moaz. Moaz, yeah. Moaz. When he's there and he's walking and, like, you know in the movies where you, like, bump shoulders with someone, like, hey, I'm walking here. Of course it was Tanner. Bump shoulders with this guy, turns around, he goes, what the hell? And throws his coffee on Tanner <laughs> and then walks away. <laughs> Tanner, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm, I'm sorry for your misfortune. That's, But it's also good podcasting. <laughs> We're down to our last question. Oh, no. What are we to do? <laughs> well, considering that we've made it 109 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. We're coming up on two <laughs> no, hours. Wait, 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 okay, this is okay. great, though. Okay. I, all right, all right. I mean, personally, I think it, I, I don't want to... This is a movie. I don't want to... Last night was a movie, bro. Okay, stop. Shut up. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you up past your bedtime. I know you're a very disciplined man. And spring break, dude. This is this is this is crazy. Wah. This is crazy, bro. I stayed up till eleven forty-five <laughs> last night podcasting. It's crazy. I'm gonna have to sleep for a week to recover. Did you know that there's thirty-four million tons of ants? <laughs> Ten billion billion in population. <laughs> If you're going to say it, you got to be right. 3,000 million tons. 3,000 million tons. So 3 billion tons. 3,000 uh, million is 3 billion. No, I think there's, I think it's more. 1,000 million is a billion. 3,000 times 1 million, million is 1 billion. Or sorry, 3 billion. With nine zeros? Uh, 12. 3,000 times a million? Yeah. 3,000 times... 1 times 6 zeros. Oh, that's a 10. Sorry. 3,000... Oh, damn it. I'm really eager on these zeros. 3,000... Times 1 and then 6 zeros. 1 million? 1 million. Three trillion. That's nine zeros. So that's three billion. Oh, that's tons, though. That is a ton. So that times ton. two thousand pounds. Six trillion. Six trillion pounds. Six e to the twelve. Jesus. Our last question that unfortunately is not about ants. Not that we have to end here. We could we can go all night, baby. We want to talk about dolphins. Don't get me started. What do you have to say about dolphins? No, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> do you know the dolphin? No, 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 no. <laughs> what, what are we doing? No. What? no. Did you know? Okay. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> dolphins 
sexually assault people? I, you know something about me, like, deep in the brain knows that? Like, that's insane. Like, that's so messed up. I, do you think the dolphin knows what it's doing? I mean, pro probably. I mean, I know they're smart, but dolphins aren't exactly used to the societal norms of humans. Yeah, I guess consensual. Consensual. Con consent might be a little different dolphin to... I don't know what the translation I mean, I is maybe, there. Maybe the dolphin was... Maybe got sent the wrong vibe. There was no there was no verbal confirmation, so therefore it was. But maybe there yeah. was a maybe he made a that was asking. <laughs> the wetsuit squeaked. <laughs> I don't know. That's still that's like insane to me that like that can happen. Like imagine just you know I'm gonna you be, know I'm I gonna become really a marine bi biologist. There are many benefits to becoming a meme. <laughs> Have you seen those memes? You are, you were asking about meme no, trends I, earlier. No, I again I don't I don't know. People were there's this trend for a while about the benefits of being a marine biologist and anytime it was like a bar of gold was discovered in the bottom of the ocean or like anything like remotely having to do with like fish or <laughs> anything it was like there are many benefits my favorite is uh like the 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 uh the trout population the so trout? yeah so the common is like this will affect the drought, the trout population. So it's like, Russia declares war on Ukraine. And all the comments are like, this will definitely affect the trout population. <laughs> or um, one of them was uh, like, fill in one of the Great Lakes and dig out all of another state and connect the Arctic Sea with the Atlantic Ocean. And all of the comments, because that whole train, all of the... All of the lakes will turn into salt water. One of the con all the comments were like, "This will definitely affect the trout population." <laughs> okay, that, that's pretty good. See, I, that I is the that. one thing I do about social media is just like the absolutely absurd jokes. Every are. time I read one of those comments, so I feel like most of my brain cells just kind of jump off a bridge. But it's just like it's so out there, and it's like pretty creative that you're like, okay, like someone yeah. someone at Dell just like made this comment. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It, and it's like you can, you can tell when they hit and when they miss. Oh, you yeah. know. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, as but, with all humor, it's timing. But you can like diffuse tension through humor. But part of it is knowing that that is a thing. Like if I if 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 like if it rains tomorrow, I would just like without this conversation happening. I'd be like, yeah, this is definitely gonna affect the trout population. You'd be like, okay, John David's lost his mind. <laughs> it's like, when did he start caring so much about the fish of Texas? <laughs> you know, what what does this have to do? You know, but understanding the context to memes. Yeah. You know, I actually, uh, I took a film class senior year, and my end of the semester project. This just goes to show the difference between what we studied in college. I had this for a creative arts credit, so take that with a grain of salt. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone has to have the creative arts. I took yeah. jazz appreciation. So, end of the semester, we had to write this paper. Uh, of course, it had to do with movies, films, things like that. But it could be about any subject that we wanted. And so mine was how cult films have influenced memes. 
and vice versa. Like the effect or, or the effect on memes on the resurgence of cult films. Like, have you seen the thing? No. Um, about like, the like like are you talking like like movies like Attack on Mars or Attack from Mars? That movie. Yeah, uh, well, kind of. So. When you say cult, like cult I feel like... films, typically have you seen like Donnie Darko? Yes. Typically, the um, there's only like a certain sector of people that really loved it, right? Well, so it, it a cult film means its initial reception was horrible, oh. like it was typically disregarded or disliked or whatever. Yeah. And then over time, has you know Research. grown because yeah. um, Donnie Darko. The big thing with that is I wrote a paper on that. Um, it came out, and the whole like a main focal point of the um the storyline whatever is a plane crash yeah. and it came out like a month or two before 9 11 oh. and so it's like prime era in theaters which is kind of when you make the money back then uh everyone was like i don't want to go watch a movie about a plane crash yeah so it flopped and since then it has come back as one of the like best science fiction films ever easily um, so that's what I mean when I say cult films. So the thing is about the, the Arctic research station or whatever. And they like unthaw this creature from the ice and it can like change forms and it pretends to be other people, you know, and they're all on this. It's so the point was among us, the game that came out and everyone was talking about that movie or that game, which had plenty of memes come after it, was based on that movie, oh. and like that whole thing is like the imposter. You know, it's like it looks like the crewmate or whatever, but it's really not, and it goes around and kills everyone. Uh, okay. So, interesting. I absolutely bullshitted that paper. I got to be in the class. I was happy with that. That's pretty good. I was really happy. What? Uh-oh. Is the most influential moment in your life? This is from Maddie. That is a. F- First of all, Maddie, I've never met you, and you're just gonna drop a bomb on me like this. Come on. Don't ask me. Come on. Okay. This most influential moment in my life. Oh, that's a freaking tough one. Um. Wow. I, I, uh, I guess influential, the definition of influential is like how a certain thing has affected me and put me to where I am right now, I guess. So... Mm, I would say... Can you answer this question? I don't think there's ever been one moment. Yeah, like it's, it's like it's a bunch of pieces. I mean, there was a time that my brother almost blinded me. So that was a moment where I was almost really seriously influenced. Yeah, I would say. Uh, for those online, I'd still have a scar there from... What we, happened? If we you were, don't mind me no, asking. No, yeah, we were... It was me. It was Ben... Sorry, we're not using names. Um, two of my brothers and I. I don't think people... I've been using names for questions. 
And I don't know exactly which. I honestly can't remember. I think if we're just talking shit about people. I can't remember which brother it was. And you'll find out why. Um, we were just messing around with some hammer and some nails. Just, you know, doing... <laughs> Bro shit. You know <laughs> yeah, when we were young, I guess. I don't know how old it was. I think it was probably like five or six at the time. I didn't know much. And uh, they swung back the hammer. And you know like how the hammers have the, the two-pronged parts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little parts? I hit. I got hit like right in the eye socket, like right above the eyeball, with that back like sharp part, and so got a couple stitches there. But I was like probably a good centimeter away from just not having a left eye. Wow! <laughs> so that was a that was that would have changed a lot. Yeah, that would have that would have definitely changed a lot. I never probably would have played baseball because no depth perception. Um, but there's that, and um, I'm trying to think what else. Paraplegic. Para, para, Paralympics. Well, the thing about not having another eye is you just have no depth perception, just none. Like It'd be you, a comedy show. I are you saying people? I could just stand up there and people would laugh at me. <laughs> is that what you? I lost an eye. <laughs> You're no, I'm just saying. Get a, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop talking. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cut that. <laughs> no, I stand in. Uh, I don't know, and then. I don't know what other influential parts. I think... I'm trying to think of my childhood. It's all a blur. I know, it was all a blur. I think it just had... Like, I had a... I, I... So, if I had to pick one for you... <laughs> I know you didn't ask. <laughs> Not that you care. But it, I think this is just the first thing that comes to mind because it's in such recent memories is baseball. Just I, the category? No, no, like when you got cut. Oh, yeah. Like I remember that was not a good time. No, that, that, that was definitely, I guess I never, I always thought of influential as like a positive thing. But that, honestly, I think, looking I mean, back, looking did back, that, that change that had a significant change on the course of your Looking back, yeah, it did. Existence? It did. No, no, you're actually, you're exactly right, actually. Uh, I would not be where I am right now without being cut. Because I probably would not have been able to apply to grad school or take the GRE or do anything. I probably would have been in somewhere in Iowa. Well, you almost went to what? Thailand? Yeah, I was supposed to go to Taiwan, but I think COVID kind of... Eastern China. No, we hope it's not Eastern China. No, I'm kidding. We're screwed. We're screwed. You got Taiwan and Western Taiwan. No, we got to defend Taiwan. Like, if we lose Taiwan... Nico, Nico is like, I, I wouldn't go fight for Ukraine. I'd go fight for Taiwan, though. I'd go fight for Taiwan, too. All right. I absolutely would. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Dude, do you know that Taiwan, the Ty, sorry, Taiwan, ah, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company makes 61% of the world's semiconductor chips? That is a lot. And that's all on that little tiny island. You know there's a... Uh... That's what that's what I'm gonna get you for your birthday. Spoiler: Is it, there's a, is it seven, you're gonna get me Taiwan? Wow! <laughs> no way! Congrats! You just got 61 percent of the world's semiconductor production. Okay. You know, there's 15 million people. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's a, there's a lot of jokes there, but we're on a podcast, so we're gonna keep it somewhat clean. Now, there's a book about um, about sand, silicon. Yeah. That's yeah. where that's, that's where sand or silicon's derived from. Yeah. Sand and, is so and important. There's apparently sand like mafias and sand pirates. No. Yeah. Like sand is I 
Jabba. I don't want to spoil it. I haven't read the book. Jabba the Hutt? Jabba the Hutt. Dude, honestly, sand is really... It's used in concrete. It's used in fracking. It's used in, like, silicon chips. Do you know what, uh... UAE, Emirates, right? United Arab. Yeah, United Arab. Do you know... I think it's maybe Saudi Arabia. One of those. Yeah. Again, I don't... A powerful Middle Eastern country. A powerful Middle Eastern country. Do you know what their number one import is? Sand. Yes. Do you know why? Wait, they import sand? Yes. They're oh, most, because their sand imp- isn't fine enough for fracking, right? It's the wrong shape. Interesting. So for fracking, you want a perfectly round sand huh. because your spherical like so, packing so pattern, it gives you the most volume, the most empty space. Got it. Oh, okay, okay. Got Okay, that makes sense. But, which they have. So spherical sand, round sand, comes from dunes and wind blown because when the sand particles interact with one another those impacts are much harder Mm -hmm. and so they chip more what you need for concrete is a very coarse angular structure because you need those edges you need that shape for the cement to grip and for it to form strength and that that comes from sand in the water because that water acts as just a slight enough buffer that it doesn't chip those corners and so it doesn't round over as much. So a lot of, like, this is where the sand mafias come in, is these rivers is where it's most mostly from. Interesting. Um, like at, like the, at the end of a delta or something? Like at the, at the end yeah, of the water? Yeah, or just, just river beds. Interesting. They dredge those out because it's that sand that's been under, like, a softer impact. And so it's still coarse, and so it's, I mean, I'm not getting into it. I'll get you the book. That's a cool book. And we'll, we'll come back and talk about I'll it. I'll read that. I will read I will read the heck out of that. Um, but yeah, wow, oh this yeah. all came from most influential point in your life. Yeah, wait. Oh, yeah, in school. Because about going to Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan and then Silicon yeah. and then. But yeah, we should really defend Taiwan. All right. I'm just, this just I'm got political. Serious. Let's go. No, I don't think it's political. I think it's just a... What about what's what's the difference between Tyron and Ukraine? No offense to Ukraine, I th- well first of all, I think every like defending Ukraine is important to me as well. But uh, if the world loses Taiwan to China, I think the world is really gonna miss out on every kind of technological innovation. This is coming from my professor. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'll, I'll build, I'll build. Um, so Taiwan, the TSMC, Taiwan Semi, Taiwanese or Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company is the best manufacturer of semi, like semiconductor chips. So they are able to pack as much uh, logic and they're, memory. They're good at what they do. They're the best at what they do, by, okay. by and far. Like Intel, Samsung are just trying to play catch up. And Intel's an American company, Samsung's a South Korean company interesting and so and they are the leaders in this next form of semiconductor manufacturing which is called uh packaging and so have you've heard of moore's law it's it's a it's essentially it was created back in the 1960s where it was moore's law it's not an actual law but it was stated that they were going to fit twice the amount of transistors onto the same amount of silicon every 18 months and for 
35-ish years, it had followed that trend. Wow. Up until 2015, in which they weren't able to, just because it's really, like, once you get down to the, the uh, nano scale of printing, it's just really hard to control things, because it gets any slightest fluctuation in the temperature of... If someone farts in three rooms away, it can it's gonna affect the printing on, on yeah. the thing. So it's it's very it's got to be very precise. And so the next level of um, instead of trying to squeeze more transistors on this you know flat chip, they're just gonna squeeze as many as they can on this flat chip and then start stacking them. Um, Interesting. But the problem with that is that um, transistors generate a lot of heat, and when you have a chip, it's easier to you know, mm-hmm. um, cool it via air or yeah. something else. Yeah. But when they're packed on top, it's very hard to dissipate that heat. Um, and so per- I am not very versed on this packaging techniques on how they do get rid of the, like the heat dissipation or getting rid of the heat. Um, but TSMC is very good at it. And like they're leading the pack in that. And that's where mm-hmm. the majority of the future is going to be is that technological field. And if we, or if, China were to take over Taiwan and not allow us to have that technology. Yeah. Apple, Google, Microsoft, American industry would lose out to Chinese companies who would have that technology and have that capability and not good for our economy. Well, this is what I am curious of. And this may be just, you know, I, on the podcast, I've talked about, this kind of return to what was. That's why I kind of pressed you on this this idea of you being a, a, an old school, a classic, a classic man, a Renaissance man, as they say. This might just be me being arrogant, not arrogant, um, ignorant, or naive, but but like how how good do we need to be? You know, like we spent, we spent, we sent people to the moon with less processing power than the first iPhone, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I don't know. I, I, at some point there's gotta be diminishing returns, right? So like, can you elaborate on where, what, like, what, like, I feel like, I feel like at some point, you have to reach a point of efficiency where you're dealing with like from one generation to the next, as far as versions, you know, Mm -hmm. from one chip to its next generation, you're dealing with such a small change in efficiency or whatever that it's like, how worth it is it? I mean, that's a good question. And that might just be me, you know, like I don't understand this whole thing. So I mean, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it can't all be summed up in one small step from one chip to the next. I mean, yeah. if you compared being able, like in 19, whatever, 70, being able to put one megabyte on one small chip to two megabytes on one small chip, it's yeah. like not that big of a deal. Well, it's double. It is double technically, but you're like, uh, okay, like what does that do for me now? But mm-hmm. that trend obviously continued. continues. Um, and you need to be able to it's it's a it's a staircase like you have to take one step at a time in order to mm-hmm. get to the very top one you can't just take an elevator um 
But so what you're saying is in like Taiwan and China would go up the stairs a little quicker. Yeah. Well, they would be definitely a step ahead and we would have to get to that next step before we would even start be able to compete. Yeah. yeah. Before you could get to the next one. Yeah. 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 And so it's just, and I think the, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a, it's a, that's a very interesting topic and probably could be a, a standalone podcast um, topic, but yeah. I don't know. Well, you obviously know a lot more about it than I do. I am regurgitating what I hear in class. I, I will say one thing is that grad school has some very, very interesting classes. Well, and I, this is what I kind of, this is kind of the reason that I wish I would have stuck out engineering is because people are always like, oh, your freshman classes are weed out classes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, they weeded me out. They weeded a ton of people out. Yeah. But it's like, should they be? I you mean, know, I guess should... it's better to get out earlier than later. Yeah, if I you mean, are gonna get out, because there's, a, I mean, there's a ton of engineers that I graduated with that aren't that aren't engineers. They're sales, mm-hmm. or you mean finance. they graduated as engineers, or they, they started as engineers? No, no, no. They graduated with an engineering degree, and they're sales or finance or doing grad school in something completely different. Like I've, I had tons of people in my class that just hated engineering, but they stuck it out. I mean, they stuck it out, but like for their degree. Yeah, that doesn't mean they're. I mean, they're not engineers. Yeah. So like ultimately it doesn't matter, but in a way, it's not. It's not as like. It's not as serious, per se. It it could be, but it's not as serious as like a doctor where you have direct impact on people's lives. But there is a safety element of like, if you were to produce an engineer that was bad, and built a bridge, that collapsed. Yeah that's those lives are on you yeah kind of thing so there is a there is some weight to it so like weeding out is an un, it's unfortunately like a necessary evil mm-hmm. but like yeah it's it's just kind of a harsh reality sometimes i i do agree with you i also am coming at it maybe from a slightly different angle of you know, like, the reason I hated it is because of all the math. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, obviously, you you need math. You need to math. To know a bridge is going to stay, like, yeah. like you said. Yeah. But it's like a, what do you define an engineer to be? You know? Depends. I guess it depends on the engineer, I guess. Like, what, like when you think of an engineer, what do you, what do you think of? I mean, the first thing, this is, First thing that pops in my head after a handful of beers, just a problem solver. Yeah. You know. Well, okay. What about a detective? Well, and that's the thing. That's again. This was the first thing. Like, yeah, they are a problem solver. I think. Oh, see, and I was gonna say engineers tend to be in like the physical world. Do you think? Oh, what about computers? Things like that. Well, they, no, they'd still deal with. They simulate in the computer world, but I mean, I guess there's computer engineers, of course, but. I think we're back on the humility track of of the, the loose ends. The infinite rope, as they say. The loose ends? Well, you know, it's one of those things that there might not ever be a right answer. Yeah. You know. 
I mean, I don't think I don't think either of us have ever said any right answers we're, on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we are full of wrong answers. If you're if you you the fans have been uh, coming here for right answers, we're we're out. a couple twenty uh, first century uh, Aristotles here. We got we got Socrates, Socrates. I don't, I've never under, I've never known how to say it. What's it? What was it? Boeotians or Boeotians. So there's. Um, <laughs> what was what is that? Is that what you told me about? Yeah, yeah. We're we're Boeotians. I'll we're take that. Definitely Boeotians. We are a Greek tribe for sure. I'll take that. Very selective group of. Cheers to the Boeotians and all their descendants. Samuel, we are. Are we out of questions? Oh well, we're out of questions. We can, by all means, keep going. This is probably going to be the longest episode of all time. This is uh, the my longest episode has not hit an hour. And this one, do you want to take a guess at this moment? Well, you have a guest. I feel like it's easier to talk. Well, it's so much. Well, yeah, because you're my my oldest, nearest, dearest friend. Yeah, of course. Yeah, this is like a normal. We could talk about chickens as currency for. Don't even get me started (laughs) on chickens currency. I mean, after seeing chicken chicken uh, shit bingo, like. That's a, it's a pretty good. Wait, no, yeah, keep talking. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just messing, I'm messing with the microphone. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. chicken chip bingo was probably chicken chip. They, they should be a currency now. What is what is your okay? So just just for preference, I'm giving you an out here because we can wrap the episode up. Give me an out. We are just over <laughs> two hours and fifteen minutes. I mean, the thing is, is like you can like. If you wanted to make it shorter, you can cut it. No, I, I'm not worried about the length of the episode. I'm worried about keeping you up. Dude, it's not that big of a deal. What is your opinion on having a centralized banking system and a centralized currency for countries? So this is pertaining to crypto, right? Yeah, we'll get there. But I think, I mean, prime example of why... Yeah, I'm going to lead up to this okay. saying I think I was at fault in my younger years. Not that I'm old and wise now. You caused the 2008 financial crisis? Yes. <laughs> I am secretly worth billions of dollars based <laughs> on my real estate investments. I remember counting coins and me thinking that the number of coins I had was how much money I had. And I remember you, Sam, explaining, no, some coins are worth more than other coins. And you and I were both sat there and I was like, I have 26 cents. And you are like, no, you have like five quarters and <laughs> you i was like what are you kidding me <laughs> he's like i have it's not why why is the number of coins that i have not the amount of money i have i think that my younger years not that i'm saying i should have been in politics but i just don't care i st- well I, I didn't care and i really still don't care but now i'm kind of remembering things mm-hmm. at least in my current memory yeah. um think about like the whole deal with the truckers in Canada and this is starting to get a little political I don't really care it's late in the podcast if people are still listening they <laughs> signed two hours they, they signed up for this <laughs> we've almost made it from Midland to the ranch um, that's also true how if the Canadian government thought that you were associated with the convoy they could shut down your bank account that's kind of messed they up. could they could freeze your accounts you couldn't spend money. But is it wasn't that a protest? It was it was more peaceful than a lot of the protests that 
America's had. But, but... I actually, I will... I will it was say. a protest. Yeah, it was definitely a protest. But is that right? Well, we don't have to get into the whole... No, is no, that no. right? But the government freezing your funds? And that goes back to the original question of centralized banking, of a, of a government-controlled currency. Like, at that point, is it a right? Or is it a privilege that you're given? Because I think, I think it should be a right. I don't think the government should be able to touch it. I, and I think it has transformed into a privilege. I mean, we're getting really political. I mean, technically, it is their money. The government's money? Yeah, like it's that the person I mean, the has dollar... worked and now owns that value. I mean, you can transfer it into Canadian, or sorry, you can transfer it into American dollars. You can transfer it into gold if you wanted. Not if their account's frozen. But prior to. Yeah. So like you didn't have to, you know, invest in. I mean, the my 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 opinion, Canadian peso, as they say. Yeah, my my thought on like the dollars, like I mean, it's just your faith in that government's ability to pay back their debts. So you think? And so, this, so yeah, well, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I I need to let you talk. No, no, no. It's just like you are betting on them, but in a way they own you because you, technically, in a way, because you own their currency. Yeah. You believe in them. So technically, like, they could... They could do that. That's part of the deal, I It's guess. like Facebook kind of censoring speech. It's like, in the end, you're, yeah. they're still a platform. They're still a business, and they have that choice. Yeah, you're on their platform. Like, yeah. they make the rules. So, interesting. No, like, I'm, I'm not saying it's... I'm not saying... Trust no, me, I don't saying disagree. It's right. I don't I'm disagree right. with you. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying, like... They make the laws. They have the currency. They can kind of, especially in Canada, they they're probably they're not as free as we are. I really don't think that. We have guns. We do have guns. <laughs> we do have guns. <laughs> I I recently bought some ammo and I looked at. Uh, I'm not gonna say how much, but I looked at the price per round of what I bought, and since I purchased ammo. Like a month ago, it had gone up seven cents per round. Are you talking about like twenty-two rounds? No, those are those like are. What's what's a percentage increase of that? Because like uh, um, it was it was forty-three. No. Yeah, forty-three to fifty. And typically, it should be like pre-Rona and everything like that. It was like ballpark twenty. I mean, 30. when there's uncertainty with war and inflation, people yeah. invest in guns and. Like, well, like the the deer rifle that we use you used to be able to buy ammo for dollar twenty five for like a good hunting round dollar fifty. Mm -hmm. Now it's over three for like kind of shit, like practice. Yeah, like it's it's expensive. It's just kind of. So you think more so that the not the fault, but no, I'm, there I'm not... is a there is a uh, responsibility it... for the people of a given nation. To, you know, not bitch and moan if their government freezes their accounts, and they should be prepared. You know, they should invest in seeds and corn and ammo and gas and things like that. Or have a Swiss bank account. The Swiss oh. will not freeze shit. <laughs> yeah, they will unless you're Russia. They will not freeze anything. They are the well. Didn't they just break their? fast of neutrality or yeah whatever. that's like, I, I, I that's why i said yeah. if you're not russia but yeah you're right like it's other than them like they do like 
they're not like the most I don't want to say more I can't really judge them but like they say your money's your money I don't care who you are I'm not going to freeze their bank accounts kind of thing so I respect that I mean they're, they're, it's in a way yeah well uh, I saw a thing you know what DuckDuckGo is yeah like the like search the search engine yeah. the search engine I saw um, I think it was a tweet by there which is funny because I'm not on Twitter but I see a lot of tweets from various things are you on uh, Quora? But I don't know. I don't know. No, you, should, you should join Quora. That's okay. Cool. It's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a more reformed Reddit, maybe? Maybe? That's not saying much. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, um, but uh, it was from, I think it was someone higher up, DuckDuckGo. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how their structure works as a company, but they were like, we're doing our best to um, like limit your... Uh, or like the the searches that you see from Russia, and everyone was like, "Your platform exists to not filter at all." You know, like Google. No, like everyone knows Google filters what you search for and what you get. Yeah, that's why people use DuckDuckGo. And then this guy came out and was like, "We're doing our best to limit, you know, Russian-owned websites and things like that, or whatever." And everyone was like. Okay, like I understand we're at war, but your platform exists to be neutral. <laughs> it's like why it's like why um, Elon back to the whole Elon Musk. What did he? They they were some governments were talking about him limiting internet or something like that, and he was like, no, like if like I'm I'm here to offer this, yeah, you know, as it is. Like I'm not gonna pick and choose, you know. Yeah, I mean, because I don't think I think at that point it doesn't. It's not a. It's not a freedom. I mean, it's, it's like a, it's up to. I mean, it's up to him. Like obviously, yes. If he wants to, it's again, it's a free world. He does live in America. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants with his business. It's just like nowadays with the the mobs that are social media. Yeah. Is he gonna survive? I think he, he's got a lot of fanboys backing him up. He's got those old. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. He's got a lot of Musk fanboys. He. Do, I mean, he does. I agree with that. But it's just like, the the court of public opinion is now like the new ruler because of social media, which I don't think it should be. No, I agree. A lot of people comment on stuff they have no. Look at this podcast. A lot of people comment on things I mean, they have no I no mean, knowledge of. I mean, what, what was the what was that book about the Salem witch trials? Not. Oh, the Scarlet Letter. Yeah, that's what we are living in. It's just like mm-hmm. the blue check mark. I mean, we are living in a court of. <gasps> we should write a book. The blue, the blue check mark. Yeah, for like being ver- verified, you I know, things like that. Also, like getting. Your, uh... We're onto something, Sam. I don't think you're as hooked into it as I am. No. I see my millions being made. I actually, you actually gave me an idea the other day. Uh, I was driving back to Midland for the baby shower. Nice. And you sent me a song and I was like every time I get on the road like chimes in or like either I get on the road or I'm like getting on the road and I'm like man I wish someone would like just play music for me just like so I can fucking listen to and I was like oh like they have like radio shows for that but I was like ah it kind of sucks <laughs> you mean the radio? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no hear me out hear me out alright so social media platform where you literally can just start your own radio show and you you curate like playlists and people can like tune in and then, like, you can have callers call in and, like, talk 
Just in they're just so your friends. So live though. You're live. So you could be at work just fucking curating music. If you're really you're, it's a Friday. Who cares? Yeah. You're curating music. You're getting ready for the Friday beers with the boys. You're curating oh, music. Yeah. Your boys call in, just talking on the radio. Anyone can tune in. So, well, I'll continue, and I'll, no, I'll I mean, think of I my think, questions. I'm trying to think. Like they can suggest songs to you, of course, and then you can accept them or not. I'm just because like there's the group play with Spotify, but like uh-huh. everyone has access to it. And no offense to a lot of people, but some of them shouldn't have access to. A lot of people should not. It, yeah. There was a, a comedian who was talking about those electronic jukeboxes. Yeah. And you can control them with the app, and he was like, "I'm gonna be honest." Most people in a bar should not have access to that. <laughs> no, they should not. I agree. No, I think. I, plus, I think like, I, I mean, if I there's a there's KUTX, which is like a radio station right here, and I think, I think it'd be a good, because there's a lot of social media or not social media. There's a lot of good like radio hosts that I would be like, man, like I would listen to this person, if they weren't like if I didn't have to go to KUTX.org or uh-huh. iHeartRadio. Yeah. And just like, I'd listen to them. It would be like a weird. It would be a weird mix of music and podcast kind of thing. So, do you think that the host, so to speak, would comment and be more like a radio host, like a disc jockey? Yeah, it would. It would be. It would be like your. I mean, you can make you can make it whatever you want it to be because it's like, if you were bored on a Saturday morning and you're chilling in the park and you want to curate some music for some people, mm-hmm. you can do that. You can comment on like. So it's it's almost like. It's almost like you're recording a podcast, but it is your radio stream. So you're going to play... You're just playing music. You could just play music the whole time. You could stop and be like, yeah, man, today's been going great. I hope everyone's doing good. Like, thanks for tuning in. If Do you whatever. Wanna, you, can have and guests, then, you can have guests on. Interesting. And then I guess you could... My idea is because, like, okay, how many people are going to be live at one time? Probably not that too many. Unless you start to garner... a good collection of people that you're following exactly so maybe you know say you put one up on thursday and i'm not gonna listen till friday you'd be like oh let's see what sam's last broadcast was yeah because like and i could listen to that hour and a half two hours whatever of some people have like really good music tastes and sometimes you just kind of like hang out with your friends and be like oh like let's listen to the music because like you could be at work together yeah and i wouldn't be like hey like this person's really good music like taste music i want to listen to what he's listening to Mm -hmm. and then you know Maybe call in, see what's going on. Hey, and I know I'm in the cubicle across from you. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Can you please, can, can you please play this song? <laughs> I don't know. I think because I think I personally I always send and receive a lot of music, and I think uh-huh. that'd be kind of fun to just be like, hey. You know, I know nothing about apps. Plus, I I really would have enjoyed on the long drive just be like, hey, can someone just curate some music for me i was talking over new year's um brayden if you're listening to this i don't think he listens maybe he'll listen last name uh i don't know how to say it besher oh never mind uh one of one of white and them's mm. frat buddies um good yeah. dude solid guy solid guy All right, solid, solid guy good job brayden um you got the solid guy certification from jd um <laughs> uh, i was dj because everyone in the back seat was asleep so he and I just talked about music, and he just kind of played his music on the way there. And then at the end of the trip, because he had been using his phone for Ox for a majority of the trip, I was like, "Can I like, can I jump on Ox?" 
And he was like, please. Like, I just want someone else to play music. Like, I don't care what is. And it's like, I know I get in that regard. It's like, okay, do I really want to listen to this same playlist that I've made and listened to for a dozen times? And like, Spotify does a great job of being like, made for you. But it, at some point... It's too curated. It's too curated. It's all of just like what you normally listen to. Exactly. Like, the Discover Weekly, I've noticed even is like okay i've heard a lot of these songs yeah and it's just like okay like yeah i'm st- it's it's like you're still in the same rut like it's like you're so you're listening to normal music and like oh i'm gonna go discover weekly and then like you veer out of the rut and then come right yeah back come right in. back in it's just like okay this is dumb when it's like if like those the the daily playlists or the made for you or whatever they are there's like six of them daily mixes it's like if i wanted to listen to that type of music, at least for me, I would just listen to one of my playlists. Exactly. It's like, if I'm listening to something that I did not make, it's because I want to hear music that I haven't heard. Yeah. Or don't have on my playlist. Like, maybe maybe I have heard it. Maybe I do have one or two songs saved. But it's like, majority of the time... See, that's the portion of the human nature that we really need to hold on to. Because, like, AI... Machine learning can replicate anything. Like that's, I mean, that's what drives all the Spotify playlists. It's like, oh, I just got the chills thinking about you it. You like, I mean, you like all, like you like all these songs. You'll probably like all of this based on the data. Yeah. But there's a certain aspect of the human nature where you're just kind of like, I just want something new, something that I've never heard before, and no machine will ever be able to predict that you'll like. I remember the first time that I heard John Bellion. Yeah. Which I I used to be a huge John Bellion fan. I still really do enjoy his music. I don't listen to it all that often. I'm currently in kind of a country phase. Oh. But we'll dive into that a little bit. I I um I heard Luxury mm-hmm. by him and I remember that opening line or not line, but just like the intro night notes. He was like it wasn't an instrument. It was I don't know I I've seen how he mixes his music, and it always starts out as instrument, but he he changes it so much that it's like undiscernible. But I remember hearing it, and it was like unlike anything that I ever heard before. And that was a long time ago on Spotify when like when you branched out into other playlists and things like that, it was different. And maybe that's just because we've listened to a lot more music since then. Like as you as you get older, you listen to more music, you discover more. But like. Going through the... Because I'm in Austin for South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking like, okay, what do I have time for? What artists would I want to see? So I'll just go through the list and there's hundreds of artists. And I just look at like, okay, this one sounds cool. What do they actually sound like? And I found two bands that I really enjoy that I've never heard anything like. One of them has like like 60 monthly listeners. And they're called... Um, oh, I'll pull it up. I think that there is, I say that in agreement with what you said. I think that there is a certain, I don't want to say ability, but there is a certain ability for humans to connect unknowingly. Yeah. Just randomly. And I think that music and like you said, like a, a radio show or whatever, you know, quote unquote radio show. Yeah. Like that ability to connect. Like the playlist that we discovered tonight. Parking Spices for Bears. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, 
it was incredible. Pepsi Cola Addict by Slow Mo Drags. Great song. Slow Mo Drags. Slow Mo Drags. Slow Mo. Slow Mo. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't man. know. It's just. Yeah. I, I, I could. Yeah. Machine learning AI is like a. That's a whole other field. There's another topic. We can we can finish it whenever. And I think we're getting to that point. It's getting late. Oh, you're tired? <laughs> oh, okay, Miss Pants. John Eiler is tapping. No, no, out. no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Get out of here with that. But I do say that I it, I have I am exploring the idea of what the thesis of this podcast is out in the woods. What is the thesis? Well, it started out, and I it still is an experiment. It's yeah. this it's this delve into the unknown, and really it started as an idea of people coming out to the ranch and us being out in the woods and just having conversations. But I think that if you start to think of it more as a less literal sense, this conversation kind of ventures off the path. Yeah. It goes into the unknown. It cuts through the thicket. And I think in a turn, and this is what the past few episodes, not the last episode, the last episode was garbage. Don't listen to it. But the, some of the episodes have been this return to what was. You know, this this idea that our modern day has become too wrapped up in frivolous things. Yeah. And things that aren't necessity and that really we as people make excuses for, but they don't they don't push us in a way they don't they don't drive creativity and creation yeah. in a sense that it used to be um and that's you know just touching on your ai thing like i think that that is an incredible thing and i do think it will happen and i think it almost needs to but not for the reason that ai needs to exist yeah. but i think it will exist as a learning experience yeah. any closing remarks I'm just, you know, lucky to have you as a friend, man. Thank you. I love you. Yeah, man. I love you too, man. This has been a wonderful episode. I hope that I got to get, I got to get in close. We're going to get into the podcast, boys. Now that Sam and I's conversation is nearing completion. Were we supposed to be in podcast, boys? Well, no, but I definitely know that when I'm having a conversation, it gets weird. But then it's like, <laughs> like when I'm talking with people, my voice changes. But then whenever I'm on a podcast... I, I know that I talk a little differently and my inflection in my voice is different. That's true. I, I have, yeah. I think right. it's the idea of talking into a microphone. <sighs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a wonderful, wonderful episode. And if you stuck it out with us through all 158 minutes and 37 seconds at this moment we in time. We should hold out for like another like a minute and a half. Come on. I'm kidding. And I'm get, kidding. Well, I'm we kidding. still, I got to do the end. I got to do the end. We can. Right. Do you need the banjo? Do, 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 do. No, we'll get there. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been wonderful. I think I've said ladies and gentlemen a few times now. But uh, if you have listened this far, props to you. Um, we did a slight audio test before this, and it sounded okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> this... <laughs> I hope it sounds okay. <laughs> it's okay. We'll do it tomorrow night. <laughs> no, we're, we're posting this one no matter what. It's going live.
this has been a wonderful episode and it well i hope that you got something out of it i hope that because we got our conversation a few gin and beers deep amongst quality friends and in a beautiful environment uh took your mind on a little stroll out in the woods as always thanks for listening cheers and god bless